0: This is a presentation of Dawn Forge
1: Productions.
2: You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, Episode 96, We Have Bacon! Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash book. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Soulstone. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today. Patreon.com Soulstone.
0: Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Nothing. Coming to you from an half-empty bottle of white wine.
1: Podium.
3: I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded.
4: Thrasia. Oh, wait, wait a minute. What happened? Like, you lose five seconds of your life, you wake up, dead.
2: Yeah. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second, with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom 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 per second.
0: Shared. So. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawn Forge Pouch, this is episode 96 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Wednesday, September 9th, and I am your host, Nevik. And I am joined, very happily,
4: by my two joeys.
0: Braja, how was Chicago?
4: Oh, it was a windy city, but it was wonderful, and I was hopefully my last trip of the year. I am home for the rest of the year, very happy. That's it was good.
0: Yes, this is good because then you can do lots and lots of Diabloing. Exactly. And Jen, how are you doing? I'm still
2: alive, which is a quite the effort this time. It's <laughs> this pollen season is horrendous. It's up in the these numbers aren't gonna mean anything to most people, but it's in the nines. It can get as high as ten point something. Um, but I'm usually not aware of it by then because I'm too sick to care. So um, I'm here. I still have a voice. Uh, I'm hoping it'll last the show. And um, we'll just see how things go.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. And uh, I have been, um, well, you know, pretty much always the same. My voice has recovered mm-hmm. from uh, last week's episode. And uh, I have to go hop and uh, go... Um, get something out of the oven. So, Jen, why don't, you, why don't you regale us with what you've been up to?
2: Okay, so um, I think, I don't think I really talked about, I talked about season three, I think. I ended up with, like, not quite the amount of achievement points that I wanted, and for a while I was bummed, and then I got over it because I knew season four was coming anyway. Um, but in between, I finally got back to, I had rolled a softcore wizard before uh, season one was even talked about. And I got him up to, like, 64 or something like that before Season 1, and then he got ignored from that point onward, and so I thought, all right, I'm going to finally go ahead in between the seasons and get this character up to level 70. And I finally did. So now I have a level Yay. 70 softcore wizard, and, um, thank you, and I've been running him through story mode, so he's somewhere in Act 5. Um, I don't remember exactly where I left off at that, but that's where he's at, and... I'm hoping to finish you know, getting th- all the way through the content just because I, I kind of find it fun. And I'm always finding new lore stuff every time I go through it. So uh, mm-hmm. that's where that was. And then Season 4, uh, as we decided on the show, thanks to the listeners who voted, I was going to be uh, rolling a wizard. And since I switch off between softcore and hardcore every other season, it would be a hardcore wizard. So that's what I have. And I named her Yay. Sparkle because I, I really like the <laughs> diamond skin. So her name is Sparkle because I use that all the time. <laughs> you know, it seemed appropriate. Yeah, and I didn't really want to put in, like, a lot of effort to the name because I had no idea if I would die this season or not, you know? so I have a,
0: I have a very short anecdotal story about the name mm-hmm. Sparkle. Um, <laughs> back when I was dating my, my now wife, um, we were dating, and I lived in San Jose at the time, and she lived here in Sacramento, so I would come up pretty much every weekend and stay at a Motel 6. And, uh, yeah, there was um, one time we we met this little girl, i forget how she might have been like 10 years old we're like oh what's your name and she was like sparkle and i was like oh that's a that's a really beautiful name but that's <laughs> i was like wow, wow that's a very interesting name to actually name your daughter so yeah like for real life I mean, yeah it's, one it's thing like that's you're horrible. setting her up to be a stripper so that's great oh i Ush. hope
2: not Oh no. I never Sparkly thought of
0: that. Pasties or something, you know.
2: Oh my god. Oh, to think about that with a 10-year-old <laughs> is just disturbing. Well, um, I'm talking about when she's a when she gets older, course, but yes. still, I mean, my god. And we're also I wonder talking... if that was really her name though, you know, because Wait, it could have 10-year-olds been a laugh <laughs>
4: thing, it could have been Doozy Sparkle.
2: <laughs> Maybe. But 10-year-olds tend to rename themselves. Like they give themselves a new name with their friends. That's cool, oh, yeah, that's you know? that's possible. Could so could if her name her started If her name started with an S, she might have, you know, renamed herself that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so
0: I'm but uh, just that. just for reference, that was over fifteen years ago. So,
4: so oh, she's... okay, so she now is a twenty-five and a stripper. Yeah, probably, okay. well,
2: hopefully not, not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what okay, my so little totally Diablo story Gen gets sidetracked by. Right. <laughs> just leave it to all me. right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so season four. um I'm playing a hardcore wizard, and Sean is playing a hardcore demon hunter, and he named it Quatro, which is four in Spanish. I think it's right. his fourth uh, hardcore character, probably. So um, we've been... Or you know, just have got a, four. It could be that, too. I don't know. Um, it could be both. Possibly. So basically we have a wizard and a demon hunter running through story mode together. <laughs> two squishy, you know, characters <laughs> to start off with. Wow. I mean, when you start off, not very powerful, you know, with these mm-hmm. characters. So, um, yeah, that's what we're doing. And we started on normal, and we've been moving it up bit by bit, and I think we're on expert difficulty right now, and, and we're in act two. Um, we did... Uh, <laughs> we found right around when we hit 19, we both found Squirt's Amulet. Both of us did. Oh, cool. Like, not at the same time. I mean, I think he found his a little bit later than I found mine, but it was funny because I was thinking about the last lore corner, you know?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
2: uh, I'd seen, you know, people on Twitter saying such nice things about the lore corners and things like that. And, um, you know, it was funny. It's 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 like, you know, hey, do a lore corner about a character and be blessed with their amulet right away. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's
0: kind of funny. Um, sent him an email last week, and uh, he he had a... He... Regaled of a, regaled us with a story of where he accidentally called Squirt Wurt and how Squirt was going to cut him.
2: Right, yeah, I, I actually caught that. Um, I do get to listen to the shows I'm not on when Sean's editing them. I get to listen to at least part. So that was a creative email. Holy cow! You know?
0: Yeah, I felt like I was reading Doctor Seuss for for a short little bit.
2: Stuff of it, yeah. He's he's very creative with how he does that. But so anyway, we had we both got Squirt's amulet and we're like around level nineteen twenty something like that. Um, We did uh, almost everything in story mode, and then we moved into adventure mode to do the five bounties and the one Nephilim rift for that season journey in chapter one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we went back in uh, somewhere in act two, we hit 35. So we have completed the chapter one of the season journey at this point. Um, And we've got a couple of things that we somehow completed in the chapter two before we unlock chapter two. I didn't know you could do that, but apparently you can. yeah. Yeah. So, so that's how it's, uh, that's how it's going. Uh, we just hit 35 last night to just to finish off that, you know, first part of the season journey. And, um, that's kind of where we are, and we're just going to kind of take things slow and uh, you know, do what we can, but... Oh, and sometime after finding the two amulets, a little bit later, as I leveled up a little higher, I found uh, another one that was an upgrade from the first one I got, so... If I end up constantly getting upgrades of Squirt's amulet this whole season, I'm just going to laugh, like, the whole time, you know?
0: <laughs> it is a pretty yeah. common. It is a pretty common uh, amulet to get, so... I oh, be. I know
2: it is. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's pretty common, but it's just funny after that lower corner. It's like, okay, the god Cantort has blessed me. Look at this, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's about it for uh, what I've been doing in Diablo. All right,
0: pretty fun. That's. I, I'm I'm glad to hear that both you and Sean are playing hardcore. This this mm-hmm. is going to be a journey.
2: It is, yeah. And we're having a good time. We're just kind of like, we're not trying to like hit 70 as fast as possible and, you know, run through the uh, seasonal journey and all that. We're just kind of taking things slow and, and, you know, having fun with it. And like I said, um, I think I said maybe before we recorded, or maybe I said it earlier in the show, I'm not my best today. I keep finding more like little pieces of lore, you know, that catch my attention. And I'm like, oh, hey, so I might, uh, I might end up with more material for the Lore Corners when I'm done with the season <laughs> because of the way we're doing this.
4: Awesome. hmm Yeah. Looking I, forward to hearing that.
0: Yeah, I'm still waiting for the Jens Lore Corner on um uh, what is it? High Seraph You know, Terial's twin brother. Yeah,
2: I you know, I was gonna do that in August. Um <laughs> Hi, Seraph Tyrael, twin brother. I was going to do one on Tyrael in August, but I was also doing that uh, bloggist thing where you're writing a blog every day. Mm-hmm. And the amount of stuff that I know about the lore of Tyrael is going to take quite some time just to put together in a cohesive fashion. So I'm going to do that uh, possibly this month when I have a little more time to work on this kind of thing. And I've already like written a little bit about just his sword, so that'll be another one. Yes. <laughs> and, um, oh, wow. Yeah, and so that's coming. Um, I've also started writing a little bit about the lesser demons, so that's coming up as well. Um, I'm not sure what order I'll do things in. It just sort of depends. And uh, this is off the top of my head at the moment, so that's kind of stuff coming in no particular order with the lower corner.
0: Yeah, well, I know I, I've i been enjoying them, and uh, your your story about Rumford, uh, well, not your story, but you know, you're know telling... Right. Rumford's story was—I uh, was like, wow! I really never thought about the fact that he was a farmer, and then he was kind of forced into joining the militia, and then uh, then everybody died, and then he was the captain. So
2: yeah, yeah, and you know, it's something that I think most people miss because I think. You know, Diablo's been out for a while now, and we've all gone through Act One. And you know, those of us that've been playing when uh, before Reaper of Souls, we've gone through Story Mode so many times that you just kind of blaze through it and don't really think about it anymore. Mm
1: -hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. So even if
2: you if you've kind of put that together when you first played or way back, you know, a few years back, it's easy to just sort of forget. You know, and if you're going through Story Mode again for whatever reason, you're just blazing through it and it doesn't matter. And the other thing is, the game doesn't give you his story in a chronological fashion. Right. You know, so it's it's kind of easy to to get a little confused or to be thinking about you know uh, what gear you're looking for or whatever else in the game. Uh, you know how quickly you can level or or whatever, and not really pay attention to oh wait before he said this and put it together. But if you go through it really slow like I've been doing, you kind of have the opportunity to see how this connects. Right. Um, and so I thought it'd be a good. It, you know, it's such a minor little tiny character that doesn't even exist outside the game. He's not in the books. He's not in, in any of that stuff. Um, but I thought it might be interesting, just because I think most people just don't have the opportunity to catch it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I figured I'd write about him and do the lore corner about him, and there will be other minor characters I'm gonna do that about. And we'll just see how it goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really look forward to it, because uh, the lore there's just. I mean, it's kind of sad. I mean, I I hate to say this, but you know, the lore that exists around Diablo is so much better outside a game than it is. In well, I mean, it's in the game. I mean, you have so much lore that you could actually dig through. But it's you know,
2: it's it's kind of like the Cliff Notes version.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: <laughs> there's so much going on, and like, I mean, the the Book of Tyrael and the the Book of Cain that'll give you a lot of backup stuff. Um, but some of it's there. Like, the, you do get pieces of like. How sanctuary was formed, and you know the, the sin war and all that in there, but and a little bit about the injurious council. You get random things about the demons, you know, but it's not cohesive. Uh, it's kind of for, it's it's shortened, and mostly you're just trying to get through the dialogues. You can get on with playing the game, and right. it's not the best way of doing it. And then um, uh, the order gives you a lot of background on Deckard Kane that's not in the game at all and mm-hmm. wasn't in the previous games. Some of it a little, but like it goes into his childhood a little bit, you know? It talks about how he ended up uh, basically being you know, Leah's uncle, and um, you don't get that exactly in the game. By the time you see Leah in the game she's an adult. She's like 20 or something like that, so mm. you miss out on all of that. Uh, I think it's, a, it's a Storm of Light, have I got that right? Or some mm-hmm. sort of light? Yep. Okay, um, that one talks about the gap between Diablo and Reaper of Souls, and what happened with the Soul Stone, and who helped move it, and all that. And you don't get any of that in the game, you know. No. Yeah. Mm. So there's a lot.
0: Yeah. So, it we always encourage our listeners if if you, any of this piques your interest, you know, there's there's so much that you can dig into. There's so many great books that uh, that yeah they they really don't even have anything to do with the game itself it's just flushes out the world and mm-hmm. uh yeah it's, yeah go read it because it's good and now my doorbell rang it's probably my mm-hmm. wife but um my kids can get it sounds good <laughs> i hope right <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, so Brasia, why don't you tell us
4: what you've been up to Oh my, I was just starting to put down my story a little while ago and realized I'm like, oh, I've got a lot to put there. Because I've actually been playing it tons and tons. Like, I've been playing consistently a lot of Diablo. But just an absolute ton since, like, Season 4 dropped. Like I said, I was trying to hold off because I knew I'd be excited about the season. Didn't want to do too much before. And then it dropped at 8 o'clock Eastern on that Friday. And I was like, awesome, I'll, I'll start playing. I was going to play through the night, but then I was just like, no, I'm going to be so messed up, you know, with my whole sleep schedule and everything if I try to do that. But I did as much as I could. Fell asleep uh, a couple hours later. Not in-game, <laughs> thankfully. Oh <good. laughs> I was <Yeah>. wondering. <laughs> I, I, it was that thing where was like, it hit about midnight, I turned. I realized I was turning to a pumpkin and said, you know, it's time for me to go hang up and go to bed. So, like, I did. Um, I was just, you know, it was fun because it was exciting, people, you know, in the clan and then people started coming back to the clan and all of a sudden we were having like 20 people online in the clan at once where it's been so quiet previously. I mean, we're we're even up well over those numbers now, which is awesome because it's just like so many different people to play with in whether it's hardcore, softcore, season, non-season. So it's good. It's fun. People are excited and playing again. So anyways, I played for a few hours, so got up to level 62 pretty much because then I had like a short Saturday and I was jumping on a plane at like 6 or 5 o'clock in the morning on Sundays, so I can get to Chicago. So I really didn't have much play time at the start of the season. But I was I was trying to get to 70. I just got stuck at 62 and I was like, no, nope, I'm not going to be able to make it. So I said, I'll play home when I get back. So I was like, first thing I did was had to create a name for my witch doctor, of course. So I look at my 9-year-old and I said, okay, let's take a look at this witch doctor. What do we want to call him? And she, he's like, hmm, I'm getting hungry. I like pancakes. Oh, my god! I'm like, okay, we'll call it pancakes. <laughs> like Jen, like you were saying earlier, it doesn't matter what the name is. If it's hardcore, you're not that attached to it. So, you know, hey, it died, it died. So I'll call this one pancakes. Next one could be blueberry pancakes. I don't know. Waffles. Um, yeah, waffles. There we go. I'm making waffles. And then omelette. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Hash brands. We'll do breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> oh, gee, I can, mm-hmm. You're right, I can ride this whole breakfast thing. You could. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Pancake got up to 62, and um, it's just running some basic stuff, you know, nothing different in the in leveling. Um, while we were on, I basically ran in a couple of groups of like two, three, four people at different time. But it just seemed like everybody wanted to do different things. Uh, for leveling, like some people want to do, uh, you know, like do the efficient and then we would say, okay, we'll do that a couple times. And some people were like, oh no, let's run the rifts or, or no, let's run the bounties. Cause we want to get the pieces mm-hmm. to craft later. So it felt like it would, we were progressing pretty decently, but it felt like it, if we were going for efficiency, it definitely could have been a lot faster. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, we were really enjoying it. You know, it's kind of like what you you were doing, Jen, with Sean, is that you're going through the story because you're enjoying the process and you, you know it's all going to happen in the end. So I think it was more like that first night. I'm like, you know, at first I thought I was going to jump in and try to get to 70 as fast as possible. Then I realized, like, okay, I'm not nine-balling Leviathan. I don't have to be there at 70 at first night. And
0: What are you
1: talking about?
4: <laughs> I mean, the, right? the season's a sprint, right? It's going to be over next week. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so... No, no, I mean, it was just—it was more the fact that, like, okay, there's so many people on, and we're having a good time, you know, just talking on uh, Mumble and jumping inside there and playing, and I was like, oh, this is awesome, I'm having a great time. So then, for the next week, I had to keep watching Twitter and see people say, oh, look at this, I'm hitting this Paragon, look at this great thing I'm doing in the game, like, all this these achievements, and i am be like, oh. Yep, I'm Sans uh, Diablo this week, and I have to try to live vicariously through everyone else. Oh. So I'm like, oh. Yeah, so everyone's like, okay, yeah, go ahead, get over it. And I'm like, okay, I will. <laughs> so I came back, and it's like, jumped right into the game again. It's been like a week since I've been home. Life. Yeah. And um, got to 70 like, right away as soon as I got home, no problem. Uh, I just decided, I'm like, okay, in, Halls of Agni Act 3. Doing different cursed events because now there's a couple new ones, but mainly like cursed chest things. And it's like, oh, great, I got up like those last eight levels. I swear must have been less than an hour. I mean, it was, it was pretty quick for me, which was nice. And then, uh, what did I do after that? Oh, okay. Then I was kind of searching around. and am like, you know, my gear is not that great, even though I hit 70. You know, most of it's yellow, and there's a couple of, of uh, legendary pieces, but no real set. I'm like, okay, I need to find something. So I was like searching around online. I I don't even remember who the YouTuber was, but he was describing a um, witch doctor build. And he's like, you know, it's a pretty decent, powerful build to at least get you started getting into Torment 1. I'm like, okay, I want to try it. So I did. It basically had, um, let's see, Leaping Spider, Poison Spirit, piranado, Lob Lob Bomb, Jinx, Restless Giant, no, that's not even what it was. Um, <laughs> I have it on another paper somewhere. But anyway, the main thing was Reign of Frogs, and it was built around the fetish sycophants. Like the rain of Frogs, you drop that um, and just keep dropping on things, and you could get up like 15 fetish sycophants like super fast, which was great, because then I'd have that, and then I would also be running for NATO to pull the, more mobs in, drop more of Reign of Frogs, get those f- fetish sycophants out faster. And then um, I also had to build, like part of my passives was to reduce cooldown as well as boost as much damage as possible. So it was kind of like I was able to run that. I was not running any zombie dogs. Um, I actually was not even running with Gurkha uh, Inchwin at first. It was literally just me with the Confederate Sickness running around. And they were just murdering everything. Like Torment 2 was actually not difficult at all. So I was like, great, I'm going keep, to keep running with that. But I still wasn't finding a lot of gear. So I crafted um, three pieces of the cane adventure set, and that way I could get more magic find and I also threw magic find into my helmet just to have extra, so I had like 85% magic find. I, I found a few more items, but not, nothing much. It, it more or less meant that I was not really getting whites anymore to drop. <laughs> I was just getting more and more um, yellows to drop. At least that's what it felt like for every time I'd go back to town. So I just was like, okay, I'll just kind of focus on doing a little bit of leveling. Eventually I get enough Paragon points, maybe I can, I'll can, i find some gear over time and just kind of do things. So I was willing to take it slow. So I jumped on, did a lot of grinding solo for my early Paragons, along with jumping in a three-man group with um, a couple people in the clan, Pony and Demonhawk. Uh, long-time friends, too. So we were just kind of, you know, just fooling around, jumping through things. And um, so Pony was telling me that, he goes, you know, yeah... He can see why everybody's playing Monk, because he was playing a Monk. He's like, they're just ridiculous. It's like, they don't even have to have great gear, and they just run through everything and rip everything apart out there. And I'm like, I'm watching him zip through. Like, we're running, you know, at the time, it was Torment 5, still early in the season. And he's just like, boom, 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 boom. And we're like, and we're still trying to catch up. We're like 20 minutes away from him, I swear. (laughs) And And he's like, oh, I'm on the next level. You guys want to join me? It's like, sure, let's... You know, let's you know make sure there's no other mobs. You go, don't worry, I got them all. Like, okay, what the hell? Oh, I was wow. Like, you might as well run it by yourself. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> don't worry, I've got them all. Wow.
4: <laughs> exactly. I'm like sure, and it was just kind of funny because we were t- doing you know talking all about that, and then um, I also was trying to jump on the first night. Cyber gave us gave me information about the TeamSpeak server, so I was trying to get on that, but I don't know if it's something wrong with my sound system over time. Uh, it hasn't been a problem tonight, but like. Uh, it would keep crackling in and out, and it was like the sound either that I couldn't hear, or when I was trying to talk on Teamspeak, it wouldn't work at all. It was um, uh, it was basically like crackling and everything, so it was terrible. I was like, fine, I'm not getting on Teamspeak. I don't want to talk to anybody anyway.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so then I was like, okay. So I started, you know, just running some more on my own later on. And uh, the sad part of the story, um, Saldaria was like piping up in clan chat hey anybody you know just running any regular rift which I was doing and just was like you know I'd like to tag along and just soak up some experience because he's only level 56 I was like sure why not I'm like I know it's not the most efficient but at least it'll help him out more than what he's doing on his own Mm -hmm. so i am jumped into a brand new rift I'm you know as soon as I go in it's like I was surrounded by two champion mobs and attacked and of course we're not on mumble so I can't communicate and I didn't have a chance because I'm still not strong enough you know, to withstand a lot of hits. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to escape and get out of that and type in, you know, don't come in. And as soon as I hit D, he pops in. Oh, and, no. like, they just converge on him and kill him right there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, I'm so sorry, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Uh, and then he's like, that's okay. I'll try it again. So he jumps on another character. Almost the same thing happened. Oh, jeez. So like, as soon as he gets wow. in. Wow. And needs, I'm like.
0: He needs to learn. That you don't just enter a rift. Uh, oh,
4: no, no, no. That time, it wasn't that he just entered. It was kind of like, I went into the rift. I cleared a whole bunch of area. And I said, okay, you know, like, come on in. So he comes in. And some mob, like like one of the ghosts, just flies across the map oh, and smacks him. Yep. like, what the hell? Ghosts.
0: Oh, yeah. Ghosts yeah. are the
4: worst. So uh, it was, he was just like, no, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll find somebody else. So it looks like he's got some people that were running Torment 6 and carried him through to, to 70 again. I just felt okay. bad. I was like, oh my god, are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> just bad luck, you know?
4: Yeah, so uh, I just want to apologize again. Sorry, Saldaria. And he was like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I'm like, still, you know, you know sorry, and cheers. <laughs> 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 oh, that sucks, but uh,
0: let's see. I, I'm, I can't remember like when I had that one guy who I was power leveling and and he was like, Ooh, shinies and and he would like run to go pick it up and and he forgot that he was a low level crusader and a level seventy Torment six rift and uh Oops. Yeah. I rem- that that was that was fun. That was back in season two I think when I was when I was oh, playing Wizard.
4: Yeah. But uh
1: Oh wow Yeah, no,
4: I was just not powerful enough to get over there and can basically divert the attention right away so getting better now, so I might be able to help. But, you know. <laughs> and so then after that, it was uh, just running some regular rifts on my own. And notice, like, it feels like there's certain, not every single rift, but there's certain rifts that the density is just insane. Yes. It's like as soon as you walk in, there's nothing but mobs. And it was it, it was a map that looked very similar to the area where the Voggins are. Okay. That yeah, that. That,
0: that map's usually pretty good density. Usually.
4: I walked in and as soon as I did, it was like three champion packs converge on me right from the beginning. I'm like, oh no, hit John, run through them all just to try to get away and like, you know, having sick sycophants popping up everywhere like immediately, trying to hit everything but with Reign of Frog, you kind of have to stand still to cast it, you can't just cast it on the run. So I'm like trying to kite and drop a bunch and then kite and drop a bunch. And so I'm running around the map. I'm like, I can't get away from anything, because everywhere I go, there's just, like, three or four groups of mobs attacking me. So and before I knew it, I had, like, a couple hundred um, <laughs> mobs chasing me. And oh I was getting no. like, massacre bonuses of 100 at a time. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And this went on for, like, 20 minutes, because I had P-Dog on the other side playing um, Heroes. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't get away. Oh my god, I'm not gonna go Oh no, oh no, oh no. And I'm like, Oh yep, I'm getting away and like, oh thank god John came back on. It was hilarious. He was laughing hard over there because he was like, he goes, I was sure at some point you were gonna just start swearing because you got killed. <laughs> and I'm like, No, no, no. I was just like, I'm really trying not to kill get killed. Um it was fun. It was hilarious. And it was because it was it just happened to be the first time I decided to try Torment Three even though i only got like one or two other pieces it was no set pieces nothing really strong but i felt like i was doing enough damage with that build that i could kind of do a little more so i was i was definitely afraid cuz it was one point where i got down to like 100 health and was able to like hit a um, a globe just at the same time and pop me back up to full health i'm like oh my god it's <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> like huh? Ah. But it was fun. It was the most exciting because, and that's the thrill of the whole hardcore thing. It's just like, you know, if you make that mistake, you're dead and you start over.
1: hmm You know? Yep.
4: So it was just, and I hadn't had that in a while. it would be like, I mean, obviously, I, like last season, I died a few times, but it was like one of those things where, you know, I, I actually figured out kind of more how to play the game better. I learned so much last season. I really realized now how that's coming into play because it's like, okay, now I know exactly how to anticipate what mobs are doing, where I should go, what I should do with my character, put myself in the best position so that I'm not getting killed.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. A lot
4: better. So that was fun. And so then the next night, so it was like two nights ago, I got team speak to work fine. Everything sounded good. Jumped in a bunch of people were in there chatting and having fun. And I just threw out and chat. I'm like, anybody running, I don't care what it is, you know, Torment, you know, four. I said to Torment four below, and I said I'll join the, the group because I wanted to. Since I had, I was listening to, you know, catching up on the Westmock workshop, and they were saying, you know, there's such a different advantage um, advantage to being in large groups, to than trying to run solo. You know, and it, of course it's always kind of been that way, but it just seemed even more pronounced this season for some reason. And I said, okay, you know, I, I need to jump in a group, just even if for a little while, I'd give it a try. Well. Ian was running a group with Cyberwolf and Ninepad and said, okay, hey, why not? You can come along. And it's like, okay, great. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing I'm probably not going to do much. I, I get into the group. While I'm looking at the group. They're running Torment 7 and Torment 8, you know, just doing riffs. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to get killed. <laughs> I don't have to, I'm like, I have like 8 million toughness. I'm sure I'm going to die. And they're like, no, nope, just keep your hand on John and keep yourself, you know, just in case and just hang back. I'm like, okay. So it was ridiculous. I was sitting at Paragon 75 and just about two, two and a half hours of running it with them. We did a bunch of um, T7, T8 rifts. And then we did a bunch of greater rifts at 35 and 36. And I'd never done a a rift, you know, at all over level 30. So I was like really trying to make sure I don't, you know, get killed and all that stuff. And but I mean I was I was starting to I picked up a couple pieces of gear, put that on, and I was actually starting to kill things because it was like, Okay, they'd leave one or two mobs just strayed somewhere that they didn't kill. And I because I couldn't keep up with them. One was a whirlwind mob, another one's a monk and it's just and then Demon Hunter was another one. So they were cast they were classes just kept moving and destroying things. And there I am, like, Oh yeah, I'm come catching up. I'm you know, bringing up the rear. One or two strays <laughs> here and there and I'm killing the you know, it's like you okay back I'm like, no problem, I've got this one you know, like, Fallen that I've been trying to kill for five minutes. He'll, he'll die soon. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we we're, were just having a good time. It was awesome. And then that's two and a half hours, because I decided not to put any, the only way I was going to keep track of it, put any of my uh, Paragon points in. Mm-hmm. I ended up gaining 54 Paragon levels. Wow. That's a lot. I know. I'm like, that was ridiculous, because they were, and the reason why, because they're already at Paragon, like, 400. Mm-hmm the three of them, and I'm like, wow, they just like, because they're always running group, mm-hmm. from what I can tell.
2: Well, that would do it then, you know, especially if there's an extra advantage to that this season.
4: Exactly. And it, it really helped because we were like, because of the sharing of everything. I ended up having like almost two stats, uh, tabs full of legendary or set item. I'm like, I would have never gotten this this quickly if I didn't jump in a group. Mm-hmm. So if you can't, definitely jump into groups as much as possible. And I know, you know, most of the clans that are really community-based, definitely encourage it and you should do it. I mean, if you haven't done it and you're like, I'm not sure because I'm afraid of my hardcore character, just ask, people are more than willing to help out. And it was fun because then I was like, now I can actually do something different, see what I can do. So that got me to um, some gear. I know I'm like talking a bunch and I'm so happy about it because there's so much to say. So I, just trying on different set pieces, and now I took the cane set off, and I have two set of the here for my um, big giant spider that kills everything. Uh, Yummy. Spider Queen. Yeah, I know, I love that one. (laughs) And then I also have uh, two pieces of Jade Harvester, and then I also got a ring, oh no, the um, Jerem's Bracers, which allow me to cast, like, instead of Wall of Zombies, now the Wall of Death, or, yeah. and cast that like three times in two seconds before it starts doing a cooldown.
1: <laughs> wow.
4: Oh yeah. So, here's like the different things I had a I had a chance to, to play with on my my um, build. So in my gear, it was like haunt deals 10 seconds damage instantly. That was from the set, and then I also had haunt deals half damage normal duration because I'm wearing Ketsukado, the ha- the helmet. Mm-hmm. I'm, like oh great. So now I'm like doing. Super amount of damage right away because it's like instant and in half the time. And then I also had this spider queen, so I'm using corpse fighters and some additional damage there. Then the wall of death, 91% more damage if one and casting it three times in two seconds. Like, that's awesome. And then mass confusion reduced by 20 seconds because of the weapon I'm using, but it's an ancient. But I don't use that spell at all, that ability at all. I just, like, I don't have room for it, I don't find use for it. What I've been doing is like adding whatever abilities that I have that will do additional damage to kind of help you know, um, with my actual damage-dealing abilities. So I'm using Leaping Spider just because they're more poison damage and I have some extra poison. And all that's doing for me, and I barely cast it, is every once in a while to say, okay, Queen Spider that does 4,000% damage, go over there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's wow. That's literally all it does. <laughs> I that know that like that's fun. what the Akira set does. It's amazing. That's just the first two pieces, and then um, I'm also casting haunt for poison spirit, Be, uh, mainly just because that I can kind of hit anywhere. Um, combined between the poison and the haunt da- damage itself, it's uh, it basically helps to kind of oh well along with you know the Quetzacotal and and um, the Jade Harvester set. I mean. It's almost like instant death for most mobs once I hit them if they already have Haunt on them. So I was like, yeah, so I'll use that. But that's kind of like, that's not like my secondary ability. So mostly what I'm doing is I am throwing up... Um,
0: literally throwing up.
4: That's yeah, literally throwing up. It's waiting for never to get it on that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ring of poison. So I'll drop like three rings of poison um, because of my uh, passive grave injustice. It's like everything dies real quick so it's like it's right back up again like a second or two later so i can drop another three so literally i mean if i'm grabbing a whole bunch of mobs at once i am just melting them all like i'm seeing trips of 90 million and i'm like what the hell it's awesome oh yeah it's, it's wonderful and then uh so i have restless giant out just to have you know one beast out there so to speak um you still use and i'm using jinx uh, which I love because I didn't realize I had never used it as for this one before. But basically, it gives it forces everything to take additional damage, uh, and it turns everything into piggies.
1: Oh, like, fun! Yeah. <laughs> so, like
4: before. Oh my god! Exactly, gosh. turn everything to bacon. <laughs> 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 I'm like so happy. That's neat. I'm like I don't know why I just never noticed that before because I always thought of the chicken one and never thought of that one. I'm like mm-hmm. yeah, they turn everything to bacon, and then cook it. <laughs> so. And it's fine, because then I have, like, the Confidence Ritual, um, Pierce the Veil, and, like, I'm barely using any mana, even when I'm doing these things. Like, my mana bar is always full, and I don't have extra mana regeneration, nothing like that. Um, My passive is Circle of Life, so I'm getting Zombie Dogs. The reason why I chose that instead of Fetish Sikofans is because with this build, I'm not getting Fetish Sikofans to drop quickly, um, like I was when I had the rain of Frogs. Mm -hmm. So I'm like well, let me see if I can find something else. So I'm using that, so that way I don't have to actually cast zombie dogs. I get at least the basic zombie dogs, and they're coming out, you know, every, like, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute at a time, depending on what I'm doing for killing things, because there's a low chance for them to pop up, but they stay out until they're killed, which is great, rather than the fetish sycophants that die after 60 seconds. So I'm like, I mean, it's really nice, because I'm rolling with that, it's just having a good time, um, with it killing lots of things, so now at the moment i 've got five hundred and fifty seven thousand damage base damage five hundred and seventy two thousand recovery and twelve million toughness which I think I probably need more toughness if I want to push like t six to t seven um, i don 't know I just feel like I should, but at the same time like right now i 'm doing tier fi- uh, torment five without any problem like i've i 've done Rifts, i 've done Greater Rifts on my own at the Torment Five level, and had no problem. Like the, at the Greater Rift Rift One, I did it with like seven minutes left. So I was like, Wow! Because I hadn't had that ability to kill it that quickly before. So I'm loving this build, having a good time with it. It literally feels like you know, I'm like, I walk in, hit Jinx, make sure things turn into piggies, then hit what do you call it, Ring of Poison, like three times, stand back and watch them all die. <laughs> and then if there's something that's still there, okay, hit haunt a couple times, <laughs> it'll die. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. I'm
4: like, yeah, it's fun. That it sounds really like a is lot, is a lot of,
2: fun. of
4: fun to do. Yeah. yeah so hopefully, uh, I'm looking to get maybe a little more gear to get me more um, uh, toughness and maybe a little more recovery, and then I'm going to go jumping back into ter- Torment tormentic. I did Torment tormentic rift yesterday and got through it. Uh, I didn't really feel like I was panicking, but there was a couple times my my life actually dropped a little bit, and I was like, okay. It's obviously not as safe as going Torment 5 for me. I've never had this kind of comfort level at Torment 5. So, I'm really excited. That means it's a lot more to go in the season, and I feel like I'm going to get there a lot faster.
0: Yeah. Just out of curiosity, what what, what did you toss into your cube in terms of uh, what cube abilities are you running with?
4: I honestly, even with all those things that dropped, I really didn't have very good choices of anything. I was like, not really getting anything I liked. So the weapon one, the only one I I use right now is the Summon Fallen Champion one, the okay. Chizu- mm-hmm. Gethan or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, but other than that, I really had no good choices at all. I mean, the only other one I could have done, but I'm saving it for my leveling character, is the Wormwood, where so it would have cast Locust Worm for me. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, but I didn't. I don't want to use that yet. I kind of like that one. It was like a low level but really powerful for leveling in case I need it. But then for armor, I'm using a belt that gave, give, basically gives me 25% run speed increase until I get hit. And then when I get hit, it drops off and then it goes back up after five seconds of not being hit.
0: Right. That's uh, that's what the Chrome's belt, right?
4: Yep. It is. Perfect. And that kind of helped me keep up. Once I did that, helped me keep up a little bit better with uh, Cyber... 9-pad in the (laughs) end. At least to run closer to him. Instead of being 20 minutes away, I was like 15.
0: (laughs) Yeah, instead of being in the wash, you were more in the wake, right? Exactly,
4: exactly. Um, And then I just got a piece of jewelry yesterday that I could do, and it was a ring. um, I forgot the name of it. I think it's Broken Promises. It could be something different.
1: It's
0: the one where after, what is it, five non-critical hits, you gain 100% critical hit chance for five seconds.
4: Yep, and that's the one I have, which is great because, I mean, I'm doing damage so quickly with that amount, those amount of um, rings of poison, that, you know, if I don't have five hits, it really, you know, I can see those big crits coming, and all of a sudden, like, boom, there's a 97 million crit, and there's another 80 million crit there, and I'm like, holy cow, this is awesome. So things just melt now right now for me, and I'm so enjoying it that's cool but I was kind of dozing off last night so I'm like uh, I need to leave <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to pull so was... you didn't want to pull a brazier exactly. <laughs> no no I'm, I'm trying not to pull a brazier this season
0: <laughs> well you you did name name your your puke doctor pancakes so exactly may, maybe maybe pancakes won't go the way of rotten
4: fruit Uh, hopefully not yeah you know I don't want to have flat pancakes yeah or if, <laughs> yeah moldy pancakes you're right <laughs> <laughs> so never, how have you been doing
0: holy moly so right? much Diablo so very very much Diablo um, after last show uh, I was sitting at Paragon 180 um, I'm significantly higher but I'll get to that later I, I remember last show I was a little uh, apprehensive and, and re- almost reluctant to the idea of swapping from my two-handed Daibo I had an ancient Daibo drop, and it was like 4,100 DPS. So it was a really good weapon, and I was like, well, you know, if if I go to using the Lion's Claw, you know, then that doubles the you know the length of the animation for a uh, seven-sided strike. And I was like, oh my goodness, I I don't know if I want to actually double the length of that animation because maybe I'll screw up my timing and, you know, if I'm trying to dodge a frozen by using seven-sided striking. No, I'm just kind of like, I I don't know what I want to do. So (laughs) uh, I finally had a Fist of Asterisk drop and I was like, okay, I think it's time to find out how this is, how this works. And my character sheet damage went way down. I went from, I think I was like almost borderline 900,000 K DPS character sheet damage. And it dropped to, I want to say just slightly under 500,000. Ooh, that's a big drop. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, let's just see how this goes, right? Uh, I was wearing a madstone, so that way I didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, my my exploding palm spreading because it, my seven sided strike would apply it and then because of the uliana's six piece where your seven sided strike also causes your exploding palm to explode i it was like i was it was a constant loop of applying and then exploding so it you know it was beautiful so i made the switch and then i realized that when you're using two one handers seven sided strike happens in a blink i mean it wasn't like the <laughs> two handed when, when you're wielding a slow two-handed weapon, it's all like, foo, 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 you know, kind of like uh, Kharazim in, uh, well, a little bit. You, know, you, know, it, you, you could see each little, you know, clone pop out. Mm-hmm. But when you're using two one-handers, it's like, and you're like, whoa, that's really fast. And I was also melting everything around me. So I was like, okay. So my character sheet damage almost dropped in half, but I'm doing more than twice the amount of damage that I was doing prior. <laughs> oh, my. Because, uh, let's see, I, I don't remember what my first fist did, but I, I think it was, like, in the mid-80s. like Maybe, like, 86% bonus damage to uh, Exploding Palm. And when you couple that with doubling the amount of seven-sided strikes and along with the bonus of Ulianas, where every single strike deals the full amount of damage that every strike would do over the course mm-hmm. of the 7-sided strike. So you're essentially taking your 7-sided strike, you're doubling the damage on every single hit. And it's just... It's glorious. Well, actually, it's more than double. But, yeah, things started melting. All of a sudden, Torment 7 was easy mode, and then I did Torment 8, and then I started... I got 2 unities to drop, and I had successfully cleared Greater Rift 43... Like, with uh, a good, like, almost seven minutes to spare. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm doing great. I have the double unity. I have the belt where I'm reducing the damage that I take. Uh, the, new, the new belt that came in. Okay. For every hit of seven-sided strike, it, like, reduces incoming damage by, like, I think it's, like, from 3% to 3.5% per hit is the range, something like that. And then I was also using spirit guards, and I was like, you know what? I feel pretty unstoppable right now. So, I got a little too confident, and, and <laughs> I hopped into a greater of 45. Everything was going okay, you know, things were a little scary, but it, it was working, you know. Uh, I think I was using uh, Gogok of Swiftness and Bane of the Stricken. What Did I drop... I think I might have... Yes, I did. I went all, essentially, DPS gems. So I also dropped uh, I dropped my Molten beast Gizzard and I dropped my Esoteric Alteration and I dropped my Mutilation Guard. And I was running with all DPSs. Gogok, the Bane of the Stricken, and Bane of the Trapped. I was like, you know what? I, I don't need that defense. Who cares if I only have like 500,000 health? You know, everything's going to melt around me, right? So everything's going mm. fine. I, get, I clear the first level of the Rift, no problem. I get down to the second level and it's um, uh, like when you're going down... Um, I forget the name of the tile set, but when you're going to fight Adria, right? It's that okay. tile set. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I, I come across first pack was kind of a pain in the ass. It was arcane something. And oh my goodness, I think it was like, it was a champion pack, so it was also horde. So there was lasers everywhere.
1: <laughs>
0: so I kind of retreated forward. No, sometimes not a good idea. But, uh,
1: you know, <laughs>
0: the, you know you, sometimes this is what you have to do. You know, that's what I had to do in, in uh, Season 2 with the wizard. You know, you're always moving forward. Always move forward, because if you don't, you're not going to clear, right? So right. I had to use my epiphany, and I had to use my, my last charge of dashing strike to get out of uh, what would have been um, essentially being in a blender of arcane lasers, Oh wow! And so I was like, okay, phew, All right, and then all of a sudden, boom! And I proc. I'm like, oh my goodness, what the heck? And it was a charging beast. I was like, okay, oh my goodness. Uh, uh, epiphany's down. Uh, dashing strike. I need about a half more. Boom! And then dead. And Aww. I was like, no, because uh, there was another charging beast that had charged from off screen. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, boom. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, that sucks. I guess I really should have been working on my Gem of <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So
0: I had a Gem of Ease at rank 23. You know, just, just, you know, even more salt on the wound, you know? You know, it's a, it was like Jesus was all like, Hey, I, I heard you like lemons on your cuts, right? Uh, well, here's some salt on top of that, because, you know, lemon and salt, that, that goes together. So <laughs> I started... Like everybody was all like, "Oh, that really sucks," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it does." And in hindsight, it's like I kind of wish I had cubed one of those unities because uh, then at least I would only have to find one more unity instead of having to find two more unities, or in this case, three, maybe. So, oh boy, I was like, "Oh, oh well," I, I had tons of backup gear. I mean, I had I had backup gear at the wazoo, so I, was, I wasn't too worried about that. And everybody, uh, Ian offered to power level me, and I was like, "No, no, no it's cool. I, I'll, I'm going to slow level." And uh, well, with the gem V's, of course. And I think I got to about level forty-one. I was like, "All right, screw it. <laughs> can it? Can somebody finish me off?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then Quad tossed me an invite, and uh, I got to level seventy really quickly. And then mm-hmm. so with all my backup gear, uh, I decided to go with uh, because I didn't have. Oh my goodness, I have to. So I was I was using the Cane recipe, and I was trying to get ancient lion's claws and fists of Astaros and everything. Well, I had an ancient fist of Astaros drop out of the cube, and but it rolled with 76% bonus 7 or exploding palm damage. So I was like, ah, it's junk. So I salvaged it. Oh, that was also a mistake because then I was like. <laughs> I, I mean, I had the gear to almost instantly go back into Torment Six, so I, that, you know, I, it was just a small setback, you know, just a small one. And Dashing Strike, I love it. I, I still love that build, but there was something about that Uliana Seven-sided Strike build that I was just like, oh, I was like, oh my goodness, I just want to go back to that build because it was so much fun, because I would be able to just blow everything up around me, and oh, it's just such a great build. So, eventually, I did get another fist, and I was like, "Okay, cool, we're we're back, we're you know we're back, right?" And so I put together another Uliana set, and um then I, I think my first fist was eighty-two percent. Then I had another one drop that was ninety-nine percent. I'm like, "All right, sweet, we we are back," and now I'm face rolling torment eight. Well, actually, at first I wasn't face rolling Torment Eight. It wasn't until I got um, my Focus and Restraint, and then I had an Ancient Focus drop. So I was like, "Sweet, this is you know, it's just like everything's everything's starting to turn around." You know, at the beginning of the season, I was having the worst luck with drops, and yeah. But um, I think once I hit seventy, I wanted to experiment. No, no, no. I I think oh, I know what it was. I got. Um, I had an ancient. I had ancients drop for both of the Shenlong's fist weapons, so I wanted to try, because I had most of the gear that I needed to do the spirit generator. The only thing I was missing at that point was focus and restraint. So I gave that a shot, and I was like, eh, it's okay, but yeah, I, I, I want to go back to Seven Sided Strike. So that's what I'm doing right now. And when I first went back to Seven Sided Strike, I, I just. something was off. Like, I, I had. I had a Lion's Claw, I had a Fist of Astarask, I had the Flow of Eternity cubed, uh, which reduces the cooldown of Seven-Sided Strike by 60%. And what did I have in my armor slot? It might have been, I think it was a Leoric's Crown, and then I think, I think I forget what I had in my jewelry slot, but something wasn't right. I was like, you know, this doesn't feel right. And then I realized, oh, maybe it was the madstone that I was missing. And I was like, "Oh, I don't have another madstone, but I did have some gung gungo gear. Gung gungo gear. God, why is that so hard for me to say?" So, I cubed that and all of a sudden, boom, everything was was golden. I was like, "All right, sweet. We are we are 100% back." And uh I I yeah, it's so great. I actually hmm. I have been um Oh, but I still want to do a Dashing Strike Monk, and I still want to do a Bell Monk because I'm pretty sure I want to try to do that uh, that conquest where you complete a Greater Rift Forty without class set gear. And I think I can do it with a Bell Monk. I think I can do it. You know, uh, Cindercoat, uh, the um, what is it? The the So Kieran's gaze, something like that. And I have, like Mage Fist and. I think i can do it because i also had an ancient incense torch drop so i'm super excited about that and then i realized you know what i'm gonna have to level probably two monks because it's a pain in the butt to switch your you know to essentially switch your spec right yep you have to change all of your gear and then all of your buttons and it's just kind of a pain and then your passives and yeah it's just like it's actually easier just to level up an alt to toss that gear onto also stash space is an issue so if i can create two more monks i'd be able to get some of that gear out of my stash and onto them and then i was like but i also want to do a demon hunter (laughs)
1: because i (laughs) because i had a
0: critter shot drop while i was leveling up my my now backup well rich my monk after i died and so I was like, okay, now I want to do Demon Hunter, but I also kind of want to do a Barbarian because I haven't done a Barbarian in quite a long time. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, uh, the night that, that you got, you know, uh, power leveled, Bresha, um, yep. Nine Ninepad was working on leveling up nine rank 25 gems of ease.
4: What? Wow! So,
0: because of that one recipe, where if you have a rank 25 gem of ease, you toss that in with any armor piece or anything, uh, it'll remove the level requirement off of it. So, oh, that way you can you know have a full set of level 70 ancient gear possibly, and equip that at level one. So, wow. I started that process. I started um hmm. started doing greater rifts i get a gem of ease, i drop it on the ground, do another greater rift, get another gem of ease, drop that on the ground. <laughs> and I oh, wow. acquired nine, and then I had to do a ton of just regular riffs to get a bunch of greater riff keys. And just before the show, like maybe, maybe about 40 minutes before we started recording, I achieved nine rank 25 gems of ease. So... Now I have okay. to figure out what I'm going to do with those Gems of Ease, probably going to do the canes set, the level 70 set, uh, because that has bonus experience on it, and remove the level requirement. But then it's like beyond that, because I'm going to be doing a Demon Hunter and a Barbarian, I kind of want to do something that's, you know, class neutral. And not reliant, uh, you know. I, I mean, I could do like a dashing strike monk at level. Well, you can't do it at level one because you don't have the skills just yet. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what I'm gonna have to figure out <laughs> for the next show. And then I'll have probably you know four more level seventies by the time we record le- next week. Holy cow, dude! Yeah, and uh, that's, that's a
2: lot. That's a lot of level seventies.
0: Yeah, and um. It's a good thing that I purged a bunch of my softcore characters, because otherwise I wouldn't have room. <laughs> oh,
2: that's true. Yeah, show. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, yeah, I'm sitting at Paragon uh, 444. Ha. <laughs> and uh, so that means in the past week I've gained 264 Paragon levels. Holy...
4: That's a okay, lot. holy balls. wow. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean,
0: I mean it's it seems like a lot, but there are already people who are over Paragon one thousand in the season.
2: Mm-hmm. I've heard over that. I don't I don't know who, but I've heard that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh there's this um the number one rank uh four man group, um, in softcore of course, that cleared a greater of seventy eight. Every single one of them was over Paragon one thousand. So yeah, uh, what was it? Uh, Leviathan, he hit Paragon seven hundred two nights ago, I think. So Wow. Yeah, it's the uh the XP is just insane. And oh Yes, it is. uh today, just today, uh like I was noticing while I was doing regular rifts that I, I would do a great I would do a regular rift and my XP it would move, you know, it'd move but when I'd go into a greater rift of the equivalent torment level, so for example, I was doing torment eight, that way I would have the chance for an extra death's breath to drop from champions and elites. And uh, because I, I I mean, even though I can do torment seven slightly faster, torment eight, it's at the point where I'm running out of efficiency, so it makes sense to just, you know, have that extra chance. And I, I would run, I would drop into a greater rift 35, and I would. It just felt like my experience was so much greater that I would gain in a greater rift. And everybody on TeamSpeak, you know, basically was experiencing the exact same thing. And so it's like, I I don't know what it is about greater rifts, but there's some kind of scaling on the XP where if you're running in greater rift, it's greater than the equivalent torment level regular rift. So I was like, okay, well, that I guess I need to, you know, just do greater rifts if I want to level and if you have a four man group, that, you know, you're just compounding upon that. And yeah, it's just, it's insane. It's absolutely insane how much experience people are gaining. And I mean, we're what? We're not even two weeks into this season and somebody's already over Paragon 1000. It's insane. Right? It's insane. Absolutely insane.
4: Uh, yeah, I, I think anybody who's had some sort of uh, goal of, oh, I'm going to hit a certain Paragon level or experience level or something like that they're gonna find that they're gonna get it so much easier this season it, it just feels like that
0: yeah and i i also made the admission or the admission that um that i had like i remember when they first announced torment 7 through 10 i was like oh come on blizzard you know wh- what are you doing you're, you're gonna you're gonna make everybody feel more pigeonholed like you know if you can't run torment 10 uh, you know, if you can't do a Torment 10 rift in less than two minutes, you're a scrub. And... But now I realize that if we had kept the cap at Torment 6, it would really, really suck having to get greater rift keys by just running Torment 6. Because mm-hmm. the experience is... Uh, I I mean, it feels great at first when you're doing Torment 6. And you're like, oh my goodness. like When you're in that Paragon like 1 to 100 and even up to 200, it feels like Torment 6, you're just the experience is just rolling in you're getting chunks when you kill big packs and and then it's like you you get up into the 400s and then doing torment six is like you know just like little dinky increments and you're like oh this this kind of sucks so i'm so glad that they did add torment seven through ten because now you can do like torment eight which appears to be kind of like that sweet spot because uh Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a little different in soft core because um, you, you don't have to worry as much about dying, so you can just gear. Str- you know, you don't you, you don't have to play as careful. So if you can do a glass cannon build, torment nine might be more efficient. And then torment ten is kind of like the x ex- the health scaling just it's ridiculous. It takes too long to kill things unless you can kill things in torment ten as fast as you can kill. You know. And 8. So at that point, then it becomes a moot point. So, but, oh my goodness. It's what we're, we're, I, I remember thinking that it's probable that probable that we'll see a Paragon 2000 before season four is over. And now it's like, I guarantee that we will see Paragon 2000 achieved. I mean, there's, oh yeah, there's no question about it. Somebody is going to hit 2000 and it might not even take a month. <laughs> Who knows? Wow.
4: I know. Oh, it's just been insane, but it's fun, it's fun to watch,
0: yeah, yeah, so that that's pretty much what I've been up to um yeah, I think probably next show I'll have a demon hunter and a barbarian and two more monks, and
1: <laughs>
0: oh, there's it's like i I downloaded the um it, this is kind of other games in in entertainment, I downloaded the patch for destiny, and it's like I haven't even touched it' it's like. It's like, no, Diablo, Diablo. See,
2: that says a lot, because I know you were really into Destiny before.
0: Yeah, and... Yeah, even, uh, like, Heroes, I'll just do my daily, and that's it. It's like, pop in, do my daily, and then I'm out. And now that there's not even the... uh, Because now that the the internal conflict event is over, there's no more daily Goblin quest. So it's Mm -hmm. like, now I don't even feel like I have to log into Heroes on a daily basis. Now I can just, you know log in every three days and, you know, kind of, you know, knock out a couple games. Hopefully they the daily quests line up so that I can do two at a time or even three at a time. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll be Paragon 600 by next show? <laughs>
2: That'd be exciting. We'll have to wait and see.
0: Yeah. Yep. But, man. Um, I wait... L'Antonio was possibly going to join us, but I haven't heard from him, Um, so who knows? I I don't think he's gotten much Diablo time in anyways, so um, maybe he'll pop in, maybe not. Um, L'Antonio, we miss you, so we we hope to see you on, at least in game, and not that terrible card game that people play that's terrible.
2: That one, yeah. I've been playing that one, but I'll talk about that later.
0: Yeah, so let's (laughs) talk about something that is also... Well, it's not physical, but it goes it also goes in your ear hole. Um, audible. You can go to bit.ly/sspbook to get an audiobook, a free audiobook of your choosing to, you know, insert directly into your ear hole. You know, don't don't try to shove it in all at once because um, you know, usually What what am I even saying? This is
4: I don't know, but it hurt. <laughs> yes. It,
0: <laughs> it's very painful. So <laughs> <laughs> when you go to bitly book, you will be signing up for a 30-day free trial, and you will get your credit that you can use on over 180,000 titles uh, that span the gamut of, you know, fiction, nonfiction, you know, audio plays, audio dramas, stuff like that. Uh, You'll also get access to all of their member offers. Uh, they do sales quite a lot. And you also get the digital versions of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal. So go to bit.ly slash book to get your free audiobook today. So now it's time for the tweeters. And uh, not as insanely crazy as last week, but there's still quite a bit for us to get through. So, Brajia, why don't you start us off?
4: Absolutely. So first tweet is from our friend Kurova. He says at Shatterstone only level thirty-eight after almost a weekend, slow leveling at normal while when playing hardcore.
0: Well, that's probably a very good idea since he's playing from Europe on the North American servers, so he mm. could hit
2: lag real easy. Yep. You know, I, that's yep. what I think anyway. But yeah, I, I think it's always wise to, to go a little bit slow when you're playing hardcore, especially because... for the first time especially for the first time, especially if it's a character class that's kind of new to you, or one you haven't played in a while that may have changed. Um, so there's nothing wrong with, you know, going slowly with a hardcore character until you get uh, used to it. Yeah. But especially with if he's playing from, you know, so far away, there could be a lag issue to think about as well.
4: Well, Corover follows that up with, Already had two near-death experiences. Very, very slow, I start to understand what could make hardcore so addicting
0: yes isn't it great when you yep. when you hit that gargoyle's chin and you're like oh <gasps> and you know you like you start you break out into cold sweat you're trembling you're like oh my goodness and, and, and you survive and then you're like oh that mm-hmm. rush oh my goodness
4: yeah
2: that's an adrenaline thing that's for sure
1: yep
4: that rush is awesome so next tweet is from screech 79 he said at shattered Stone at the westmark workshop wahoo stitcher just updated with a Diablo podcast to listen to. Wasn't the one I expected, but excited. <laughs> so he was expecting a Westmarch workshop and not our show.
2: Hmm. Ah hmm. okay. Well at least he had one to listen to. Yes. You know? Exactly. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And no, we, we love we love Nine Ball and Lieutenant Lunatic over at the Westmarch Workshop. You know, we're we are I, I have to admit, you know, there there aren't too many podcast communities that are you know as um well i don't want to say inbred because that's not (laughs) no 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 but
4: uh, you know we we... holy cow this show is so full of wrong images tonight
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you know we we are a big friendly happy loving community and it's great to you know there's a lot of cross promotion between all of our shows although don't don't listen to cool story bro because you know tim's terrible for playing a witch doctor. Oh no! Oh well. There's oh, no, your bias no. no. you showing you right there.
2: Yeah.
4: Be awesome as a witch doctor.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, no, I I, st- I still love I still love the cool story bro show. E- even even when the last show was all about the puke doctor built.
1: Ah. So.
0: Well, you know. I you know, I, I, I still listen. they to cover you know? different
2: topics, you know.
0: I I made sure that I had you know some uh, cotton balls for the for the bl- <laughs> blood that came out of my ears and you know.
2: Oh my goodness! But uh, See, that's the thing I, I, though we well, you. Know, you know, got through it. I popped a whole yeah, bunch mm-hmm.
0: of you know uh, aspirin so that I could make it through it. But we we got through it.
2: So. <laughs> I think you're like severely allergic to the witch doctor or something. You know? It's
0: just terrible. <laughs> I know it's it's amazing that malpractice is
4: did, survive somehow survived my 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 purge. So
2: yeah, yeah. But, uh,
4: and I kept saying, "Who's this guy? Are you sure it's not ne- it's somebody else? I mean, Nevik, really keeping malpractice." <laughs> <laughs> every I remember
2: when that got named. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. It...
4: I, was, I thought that was gonna be top on the chopping block. <laughs> yeah,
0: everybody Apparently. on TeamSpeak was all like, "You know, Navik's probably got this. You know, this secret account that he that's just all witch doctors." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
0: like, "Yeah, yeah, you can keep dreaming. That's never gonna happen." <laughs>
2: Yeah, but going back to what you were saying a little bit before, um, I do think with Diablo, we do have a really good community, just in general, you know, especially with podcasting. We're all, like, talking about each other's shows, and maybe being on each other's shows, and listening to each other's shows, and telling everybody that listens to ours to go listen to theirs. And I think part of what makes that so is that, you know, you can get in-game with everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. You know?
2: You end up becoming friends, at least through that, you know, just through gaming. And I think that's a huge difference between uh, what goes on with all the Diablo podcasts as opposed to maybe the World of Warcraft podcast where you can't go play with everyone because there's so many different servers. Right. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean there there have been strides made to make cross server play. Um but it's it's not quite the same. You know It's not the same. You yeah. can't
2: just get into your game and say, Oh hey, there's a podcaster and I listen to their show. Let's see if I can get into a game with that person. Yeah. And odds are you can, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I mean it's it's more direct and I think it makes people just more interested in hearing, like, if you can get in game with someone whose show you listen to, you're going to be that much more interested to listen to their next show. Yeah, you know, this
0: is very true. And, and it
2: becomes, I think instead of just becoming, oh yeah, there's this podcaster that does this show, it becomes someone you kind of feel like you know.
0: Yeah. And everybody's super friendly. I mean, all all of us hosts, you know, we're, we're all very approachable, and you know, it, it feels like you know, just by listening to them, you're friends with them, and that's pretty much how you treated you know that's mm-hmm. that's how i treat all of our listeners when you know they t- converse with me it's like you know i think of them as extended family so
2: yeah one big happy family
4: yep. <laughs> so the next uh tweet comes from reichsbrenner he Said that shattered stone hey i just found your show and started listening 95 hey welcome
2: wow yay
4: so he said, uh, what do you think about the crash bug in Act 2 being around three years now? Hashtag fix D3.
0: I, when this tweet came in, I was like, what is he talking about? So I, what, what is the crash bug? I don't know what this is. Uh, well, I'm not entirely certain if... I, I mean, because he, he's referring to this bug having existed for three years. So I, I did a Google search, and it appears that... Uh, the desolate sands and the uh, what is it? Path of the Ancients or not the Path of the Ancients, but um, what is it? Ancient Path in Act Two mm-hmm. tends to crash people's games. I don't know why, but um, that it appears to be a problem that's existed since Chocolate. So I don't know. I I've never I've never known anybody who's had this bug happen to them. But more recently, um, some of the newer AMD cards. Uh, graphics cards have been having this similar problem to what he's talking about where you go into desolate sands and the game will just crash so there's got to be really s- weird there's got to be something in the rendering that's causing the card to freak out and then it just the computer shuts everything down uh with that program so um there is uh we're going to include a link to a thread on reddit that uh has a possible work maybe this will work for whatever problem he's had or his friend or whoever um, but yeah I was like I've never heard of this so mm-hmm. it's uh, is this
2: something that only affects like PCs because I'm on a Mac and I've never had this happen
0: yeah I I doubt unless you have maybe a newer Mac that has an AMD based uh, uh, GPU on the motherboard but uh I, I don't think so. So yeah, um I think I think Rillendun, my friend good old Rill, I think he said that he was struck stricken with the AMD graphics card bug, so I don't know. Oh, I'll wow. have to talk to him about it. And um mm-hmm. so it sucks. And that really sucks. Sucks. And this also reminds me, you know, our good friend Skolnik. I wonder if he's ever been able to get Diablo three to load. <laughs> oh, Already, I remember he was uh,
2: having trouble with it way back in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Actually, you know what?
0: I haven't seen him on Twitter recently. I... Yeah, I haven't seen him at all. Yeah, what I, really busy I haven't seen
2: him. I, I, it, that's possible he's busy at work. I haven't seen him on Twitter in a very long time. Yeah, I, I, I hope mean, whatever he's doing is okay, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I think the last time that I saw him on Twitter, uh, his employer was pretty much enforcing mandatory 74 eight plus hour work weeks
2: and I think you're right about that. Yeah, cuz he doesn't live in a state that protects workers. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you can never you could not do that to people in California.
0: Nope. <laughs> not not without a lot of compensation.
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And that, yeah, exactly. that, that's
0: why companies move out of California.
2: And yeah, well, we're doing okay though. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. So so would you like me to continue? Yes, or... yes. Yes, oh, <laughs> yes please, awesome. go. Yeah, sounds good. So next is another tweet from our friend Karova. He says, at Shadowstone, like at Nevik I should have written everything down. Until I play my monk tomorrow, I will have forgotten all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was running insane. I was like, oh my goodness, I should have written all this stuff down. <laughs> I was just doing doing it, you know, winging it almost.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah
2: I, right. I try to take notes as I play because I know I won't remember, you know.
4: Yeah.
0: Yep. yeah I, I should have a notebook right next to me while I'm playing. Yep, I've actually you know got
2: that. a little um, notepad that came from uh, one of the WoW uh, expansions. I think this one's Mist of Pandaria, and I'm using it to write Diablo 3 notes, which is kind of weird, but that's <laughs> what I'm
0: doing. <laughs> it kind of makes sense, though, you know. In mm-hmm. Mist of Pandaria, it was, slow down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. you have to
0: slow down in order
4: to write down notes. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, Kurova followed up with, so glad that there was another lore segment from Queen of Haiku. Really Aww. love them. Hope they come every episode.
2: Oh, that's very sweet of you to say, Kurova. I don't think I can do them every episode. <laughs> um, the amount of research involved and the time it takes to do that is not going to make this something I can do every single week, but I'm going to try to do... Uh, two a month, and we'll see how it goes from there.
0: Yeah, it's... yeah.
4: Awesome. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, another follow-up tweet from Kurova. Thanks for the tips, but no bell? Question mark. Oh no, I just love that bell. I'll always use it, even if it's not the best.
0: Yeah. It, the bell's still oh. fine. It just it drains your spirit so fast, and if you're trying to level as quickly as possible, Lashing Tail Kick is just the better choice, but... I do agree. I like the bell way more than Lash and Tail Kick. But, uh, yeah.
4: And I thought at first you guys were talking about more cowbell. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, uh, another follow up from Kurova is: Agree with Devic James, don't like to be power-leveled. Don't mind playing solo, but in a group, it should be in my level range.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not fun to be power-leveled unless you, um, You know, you're doing, like, a backup character. and it makes sense.
2: Because you don't want to take all that time again after losing your character to, uh, you know, try to get back where you were, you know? Take all that time again. I I get that. But I could also see why, like, okay, I get sometimes, um, like, I would never have someone power level me, like, all the way up to 70. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a lot of people in, if you just start playing, people in chat are just asking for people to do that, you know? Um, so there, there must be something that they're liking about it. I, I don't think every single one of them has just lost their like main character, you know, and needs like to get their back up right. up to speed. But um, there must be something that does make you know, it interesting and fun for people.
0: Yeah, it's, I, mm-hmm. I think it's just they they want to get to the quote unquote end game, where the game right. kind of quote yeah and- really starts. So.
2: Right. Well, if you don't enjoy the stuff before the end game, then maybe that's that's your route, you know. But yeah. for me, like I've like I've said, I play this game very slowly, so that's how it is yep. for me. But you know, whatever.
0: Very cool. So Jen, why don't you take over with the tweets?
2: Okay. So the next one is from at Walkman Eight. He says, "So my bro got me the greatest wedding gift ever." Hashtag Diablo at Shattered Stone at the Westmarch Workshop, and there is a photo here of this gift. And what we have here is looks like the uh, information from the uh, the hack weapon in the game, uh, legendary axe. And sitting next to it is in fact something that looks very much like that in-game item. Yeah, and he's got like an axe sitting next to it as well, which is kind of interesting. Somebody put that together nicely. I mean, it, it's they must have printed out the information from the game, but it's got like these little pieces missing. Like the axe has been actually hacking it, you know.
4: <laughs> it is really cool.
2: It's pretty neat, yeah. And there's some responses to that one, uh, to the photo. At hometownhero008 said that's epic. Uh, at cyberwolf0 said very nice. And at Mike George83 said. But you didn't learn cut. So how will you get past small trees blocking the roads? (laughs) Which is a Pokemon (laughs) reference. (laughs) So, (laughs) and then there's another photo here. um, And this photo uh, has the axe again. And then it's got the, it's uh, a piece of wood with printing on it that looks very much like the Pokemon games with the, uh, the little pokeballs in the corner and the borders around the edge, and the the way that the uh, the the font is, yep. um, and it says Mike learned cut. Exclamation point! Yep. So there you go. He's learned that, that skill.
4: That is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it.
2: Yeah, that's pretty neat. I love when people take stuff that's in-game and bring it out of game in a tangible way. It's always comes out creative, you know? Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. a lot of work involved, so it's pretty neat. Uh, so moving on, we have another tweet from Kurova, who says, At Chattered Stone, at the Westmarch Workshop, Killed the Skeleton King twice, no Laorix crown. Is a condition attached I do not meet and do not know of. And there's a response from the Westmarch Workshop that says, Was it on story mode?
0: Yeah, I have a feeling that uh, he did it in adventure mode. And no, mm. the Leoric's Crown is not a guaranteed drop in, in adventure mode. You have to do it in story mode. And it, as we found out with uh, this patch 2.3, he doesn't do that until at least level 20. So. Oh,
2: okay, so if you've already killed the Skeleton King and you are you weren't level 20 yet, you should go back and try again to get the crown?
0: Yeah, I think even if you kill him in in adventure mode, you can still go into story mode and get the Leoric's crown, so...
2: Okay, because I know we've killed the Skeleton King this season, and I don't remember the crown dropping.
0: I think maybe Sean got it. I yeah.
2: don't know, I'd have to check, I didn't write it
0: down. Like before, I said, I don't write it down, I don't remember. Before level 20, it's just a random legendary that can drop, so...
2: Okay, so then maybe we didn't get it then. Because we were we weren't level 20 yet. I don't think. I need to start writing more things down. That's what I think. <laughs> I need to do that. Yep. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like if Kurova didn't get the uh, Leoric's crown, there's ways to do it.
1: Yeah. Mm. So
2: at least second, he can get that. And moving on, we have from at eye underscore c t r who writes, Tremendous at Diablo lore lesson from at Queen of Haiku. Picking up the lore really deepens my enjoyment of the game at Shattered Stone. Ah, thanks, Hawkeye. That's really nice to hear. Um, I'm trying to, to bring it in in ways that, you know, I guess deepens your enjoyment of the game is a really good phrase for that. So, yeah, um, yeah and I'll try to keep going with it. And there will be, like I said, some that will be longer than others, depending on what character I uh, pick out for... For each one, um, but I'm glad people are liking it. I didn't know if they would or not. And it's always nice to hear all these nice things from, from listeners that are enjoying it. So, moving on, uh, we have another tweet from at who says, at Nevik James, at Shattered Stone, now even podcasts in Europe are talking about your witch doctor hate, and he tags at Diablosaurs. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, Legend of Never Games! right Oh my
2: goodness. Well, yeah. our,
0: our good friend Master Doe is actually on that podcast, so... I... Yeah.
2: <laughs> so that's where he's hearing it from, but that's <laughs> kind of funny. I tried you know, listening we saying... to their
0: latest episode, but because mm-hmm. uh, my French is so rusty, and I never really learned it all that well to begin with, I was like, uh, they're speaking way too fast. There's no way I can understand anything that they're saying. So I was like, okay, well, let's go back to listening to music while I prep the show. <laughs>
2: Yeah. It it can be difficult to pick up a podcast that's not in your first language. Yeah. Um, I can do okay with like I used to listen to there's a podcast I used to listen to in Spanish from a guy that was living in Mexico and Span- um you know, Spanish was his first language and I could I could catch that pretty well but not well enough to like translate it for Sean. Oh. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like I knew what he was saying but I couldn't always sort of translate. Um it's it's difficult to do, so I, I can see where you'd have trouble with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny though it's like you know we were saying you have this like horrible allergy to the witch doctor and ap- apparently it's contagious if it's going all the way up across the seas you know
4: yeah spread the a worldwide sp- epidemic spread my yeah. hate <laughs> yes let <laughs> all all
1: right, right, so the hatred flow through
0: you
4: <laughs> <laughs> over to the green side we have cookies <laughs>
2: <laughs> and bacon apparently too you know
4: oh exactly we have bacon <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so to move on, we have a tweet from EYEdgar0111 who writes, at Shattered Stone, at Nefik James, please help my season four monk. Full six ulianas and other support legs, and still damage is paltry. And he's got a little frowny face. And then he's got his battle tag. Yeah. I think he wants that red right off. Um, so it is Alienator.
1: Alienation. Uh, pound- Alienation.
2: Okay, it's alienationer. Um, <laughs> uh, hashtag 1622. I think I got those numbers right. Yep. So anyway, there's uh, responses to, to this, and one comes from Nevik James, who says, Switch SSS to sustained attack rune, cube flow of eternity Dibo, equip lion's claw, and fists of azterask. Yep. Okay, Hmm. so Edgar's got a response to that advice. He says, Thanks, I have cubed FOE, but missing Lion's Claw. Still cooldown seems too long in between SSS. Not happy, another little frowny face. Sucks that outside of SSS, it feels like I'm just scratching monsters. I guess I'll try a different build. That's that's creative, just scratching the monster. Yeah, <laughs> I could see where that'd be frustrating, though. And then we have uh, two more tweets from Nevik on this topic. The first one is, uh, "Yep, you have to use the sustained attack rune for SSS plus cubed flow of eternity. It's a must. Then stack CDR. Was able to get down to about three to four seconds between SSS." And Nevik follows up with one more addendum. Gung-do, Gungdo gear is also a must, was trying without, and was running into the same problems. So those of you running a monk this season can maybe uh, take some of this advice and improve what you're doing based on this little conversation that was done on Twitter.
0: Yeah, it's like um, you take the Uliana set, but uh, th- then you realize, well, it's not just a six piece set because then you have to have Lion's Claw and the Fist of Asterisk. And then you also have to have the Flow of Eternity. And then you also have to have Gungo gear. And then you also need to have, uh, you know, the Spirit Guards. And then Focus and Restraint. And now you're looking at a 12 piece set.
2: <laughs> oh, oh my. my. So. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. That's so. a lot of stuff. I could see it would be uh, difficult to sort of sort that all out on your own, you know. So now, I mean, anyone listening that's into uh, playing the Monk this season can maybe just sort of try piecing that together and uh, have fun with that. And we've got a couple more tweets left. One is from at underscore Damarai who says, don't normally have podcasts on, but had at Shattered Stone going for my walk home. Great company and good info. Thanks at Nevik James.
0: Yeah. I haven't heard from Damarai in a long time, very long time. And, uh, he used to be, oh God, what was the podcast that him and Razorbug used to do? Um, oh, was it Obscurecast? Yeah. After, okay. um, um, oh my goodness I'm blanking on his name the, or- the original host of obscure cast um,
1: crap oh was it was it Gazimov? Uh, yes no.
2: yep. it was
1: okay, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah and um, Domo yeah Domo Jen so okay but uh, yeah so I haven't heard from Damarai in a long time and that's amazing that's just so crazy that he had a podcast and was listening to our show so that's awesome
4: I'm, I'm very yeah, happy yeah thank you for listening
0: Yeah, So I'll finish off the uh, last rig of a tweet And this was a very Last minute edition Came in to us from Screech79 And he says at the Westmarch Workshop And at the Shattered Stone It's my birthday today Oh my goodness happy level up day Screech That's amazing
4: Happy birthday
0: And he says hoping RNGesus will bring me a cubable furnace And some ancient Bolkathos weapons So clearly he is running A what A barb right yeah barbarian mm-hmm. i I, w- I was thinking about doing a joke and saying you know oh clearly he's running a wizard right
4: ah uh, but happy barbie birthday
0: yeah happy birthday although by the time you're listening to this it will be a couple days ago so
4: <laughs> happy belated
0: birthday so um while jen's still roboto i will are uh, as i said in in the show i said pay attention to twitter so that you can catch our question of the show and I tossed out there I was, and um, because the Hope of cane is an amazing Canais Cube recipe I was curious as to if any other people have had amazing success stories with the Hope of Cain so the question of the show was what are your Hope of cane success stories and our first tweet came to us from our, from our good friend Leviathan who's at S.A. Stewart 111 on Twitter and he says oh have I got a good one for you this tweet will be followed by a video when I get home. And, uh, so, he, true to his word, he, uh, posted up a video up on YouTube, and, um, he had a whole bunch of bows that he tossed into the cube, and his very first one, um, oh my goodness, I should have written down the name of the bow, but, um, it was, uh, a bow that he was going to, it was the bow that makes, uh, explode on contact, so... Oh, okay, and then his second one ended up being an ancient Yang's recurve so Ooh. so he was like oh two bows that's it that's all I need to do and then his demon hunter was golden I guess so that's awesome wow sweet and then I don't know if this counts as a success story but Kagari LeBlue says how many rings I can make without getting either a unity or an obsidian ring of the zodiac it's impressive really
4: so,
0: Aww. Doesn't sound like a success That's a, too many, Kygarai. But uh, I guess keep on keeping on, right? Mm-hmm. And Gorgonza responded, and he said, I got both of my Bolkathos swords from the cube. Moved on to trying for my furnace. Hmm. So there you go. Once he gets his furnace, he'll be golden. And Gorilla Law also responded, and he said, Right when season started, two furnaces. And mm. then he said he was able to change pieces to get the fifth Seeker of the Light item as well, loving the cube. Although that recipe's not wow. the Hope King, so at least at least the very first part was was relevant. We'll just have to disregard the second half of his tweet. Strike it from the record. <laughs> it's not it's not applicable to the question. Wow.
1: Aww. And then
0: E.Y. Egger's court of law <laughs> I rule with an iron fist, right? <laughs>
4: the cane of law
0: yeah Egger zero zero one or zero one 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 responding he said got a smk on the ptr what is that i uh, hmm. i know what it is but i'm not gonna i'm not going to uh, elaborate because it's a puke doctor thing and then yeah and <laughs> then nothing on live so ah so that's not really Isn't a success cool? story either come on what's going on folks but uh, the SMK, Star Metal Crew There we go. I said it. Mm-hmm. Now now we can move ah, on with the show, right? Yep. So before we dive into the emails, we are running a Patreon campaign where you can help support the show. You can become a patron of the Shattered Soulstone by going to patreon.com slash soulstone and making a monthly pledge. Each and every pledge is greatly appreciated. Thank you, folks, for your continued support. And uh, so let's... Get into the emails, which we got one, although there's no, not really an email for us to read. It's an audio, and Ooh. I think we know this person. It's from Korova. So let's have a listen,
3: shall we? Yay. Shall. Hello, Shattered Souls. Since during the last episode, Nevic complained so heavily about all the tweets and emails he had to read, I decided to record another voicemail. I hope this finds you all well and without too much trouble with allergies and other ailments. As you know, I'm now playing a hardcore monk, but with my very limited playtime, I make only very slow progress. Playing only solo doesn't really help. I should be slowly approaching level 70 when you read this, and then I will finally start doing bounties. I've leveled only in rifts so far. I really hope Lizard is doing something at some point about the huge gap between solo and group play. I get that group play should have an advantage, but in my opinion it is just too big right now. Mm. Almost feels like groups have a six-piece set bonus and I have none as a solo player. I enjoy life in the clan, although I don't yet have a lot of communication going on. Are you usually hanging out in voice chat, if so in Teamspeak? now or still in Mumble, it's a bit confusing for me to find the right avenue in getting in touch with more of the clan. But I guess everyone else is anyway at least 500 paragon levels ahead of me, no? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yesterday uh, with my monk I actually progged. Luckily I already had the talent to save me from death. I still don't even know what caused my instant death. And I'm actually enjoying the adrenaline boost that comes ever so often when I'm standing where a monster is about to explode after death and my dashing strike is somehow laggy. Fully agree with Navik, this ability is absolutely necessary for a hardcore monk. Saved my ass so many times already. But man, I hate being always broke at the beginning of a season until I finally get to the vault or get the boon of the hoarder in a greater rift. Luckily at least I had already three gilded barons, which means I have all my artisans at max level and have a somehow decent gem in my weapon. Yeah, I'll tell you more about my endeavors once I'm level 70 guess that's it for today i wish you all and your families of course all the best especially for all of you good health so keep going and hey next time you go on a hiatus just tweet about it on the show twitter feed that's enough to let us know it prevents us from getting anxious god bless you bye Aww. oh that was
4: awesome Thanks, that's gross. a very
2: sweet email very nice email very nice
0: yeah yeah, emails that we don't have to read, always nice. Yeah, well,
2: yeah. You know, it was nice. It's nice to hear you know additional voices on any podcast. It kind of makes things more interesting. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I look forward to hearing what Carova's gotten up to after he hit seventy.
1: Yeah.
0: So I, I don't really get to catch him online too much. Um, but uh, to address this question about Mumble and Teamspeak. CyberWolf has made it very clear that he prefers TeamSpeak because you can do, um, you can adjust people's volumes individually as opposed to in Mumble, you cannot. I know that's been an issue in the past with uh, certain listeners, such as Scrum, um, who can barely be heard sometimes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Cyber is all like, yep, never going back to Mumble. So um, I- I've been over on TeamSpeak more as well. So everybody's welcome to join TeamSpeak. Uh, I do have the details up on the website Cyberwolf said by all means you know go ahead and and, you know share that with with everybody and uh, he's also he's moved back into the Shattered Soulstone clan so that's great Mm.
1: yeah
4: yeah I mean we had a lot of people come back just in the last week Um, it's awesome to see it's like oh wow look at these uh, our old friends are coming back and yeah New friends are coming in. New friends Holy are coming cow. in as
2: well. I've had a couple, yep. like I don't know, three or four requests from people going, "Hey, can I get you know? Can I get into the clan?" Or, "Hey, my friend wants to get into the clan. Can you do it?" And uh, of course, it will if, if I can. But I find that the easiest way for me to do that. So, if I'm on and you want to get into the clan and uh, I can help you, but you need to like talk to me so I can find your name and then I can click on it and put you in the clan. Yep. Otherwise, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. So you have to talk to me. Just say, "Hey, I want to be in the clan," and that's you know, that'll work for me.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, and I, it's kind of funny. Just the other day, like uh, when when we we had an influx of people, um, like Ninepad and, and Cyberwolf and all of them, uh, they were like, "Hey, can you add uh, Ian?" And I was like, "Okay." And then I was like, "Wait, how? Wait, what?" They they gave me his battle tag, and I was like, "But that does that does me no good." And then the day after this happened, I realized that there's a button on the uh, clan page that says "Add Member." and then you can just type in the battle tag and I was like oh because I was like I I, I sent him a friend request I was, I was like okay well I, I need to be able to you know see that he's online so I can send him an invite or you know have him post up on the community board and then I can send an invite from there and I didn't need to do any of that but that's okay he's a friend so I had no problem so there. at
2: least it worked out yeah I'm not going to be able to do it that way because uh, battle tags involve numbers and I can't be certain I'll get the digits right
0: yeah yeah. So who
2: knows who I'll be inviting, you know, at that point. <laughs> but, um, you know, so just if, uh, if I'm on and you want to get into the clan, just talk to me, and then I can click on your name and put you in. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Sparkle will join the clan. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Sparkle.
2: We'll get someone named Sparkle after this, I'm sure, you know. <laughs> 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 That'd be really funny, you know.
4: Juji
0: Sparkle. Yeah, so <laughs> um, we didn't get an email from Funktropus, so I hope all is well with him. Uh, he, he's been pretty uh, you know reliable on weekly contributions so everybody has to can have a week off yes okay. of course, yes yeah you know I'm just poking him a little bit because his emails are always enjoyable it's um i I bet I bet he's getting to the point where he's like well I can't really it's like what, what kind of like fun little you know theme am I going to do with my email this week? <laughs> it's like he might be running out of some ideas.
2: He's kind of set the bar pretty high for himself, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like he has to keep mm-hmm.
0: outdoing himself. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, so you can send an email or audio to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. dot com, and uh, um, hopefully next week we'll have it. We'll have lots of people sending us emails about all the amazing items and ancients and maybe some tales of woe in terms of they lost their hardcore character Um, oh my goodness I I saw a couple rips just the other day Um, Quadler died, I think he was in a greater of 51 and then uh, just today Cyberwolf lost both his monk and his demon hunter, just today
1: wow
2: Both in one day. Oh, that's rough.
0: Yeah, the first one, I think he was in a greater of 49. And then the second one with his demon hunter was a lag death. So that stinks.
2: Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. That's even worse.
0: Uh, There hasn't, I mean, as you might expect, there hasn't been a whole lot of news on the official Diablo front. Um, They they did post up the official Q&A transcript from the Reddit Q&A so you can head on over there if you want the official source of the uh, transcript or whatever um also the evidently i did not know this but the authenticator has been updated for ios and android devices so um they improved the functionality and the uh appearance it's shiny now i guess shinier and um before you do update, make sure that you uh, pull your um, restore codes and everything just in case if something screws up and then your you know your serial code on your authenticator doesn't match what is linked to your Battle.net account. So make sure you have that restore code. And, oh, there was also one other major thing that they added to the iOS one is uh, you can actually save your restore code for your authenticator to the cloud now. Which makes it even easier to, um, say, you get a new iPhone, which, you know, Apple people really love their iPhones. And
2: And I think they just came, did they just come out with a new one?
0: I
1: don't know. A little behind, I'm not sure. I,
0: yeah, Um, you know, Apple's always promoting these technologies that, you know, we've had for five years, so...
2: Well, anyway, so at least if you could send it to the cloud, you will not have to worry about losing it. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you switch, so that's helpful. But I'm still using the little keychain authenticator, so I'm not yeah. really worried about all this right now yeah. for me. But I can see where it would help others.
0: Yeah. So just in case, you know, just on the safe side, um, before you update your your authenticator app, make sure you pull that restore code. That way, should should the worst happen, um, you can restore your authenticator and still be able to get into your account. So um, we have a lot of links this week. Unlike last week, (laughs) there's been a A lot. lot. Uh, A lot of people have been complaining in terms... Well, maybe not complaining, but, you know, kind of wanting this quality of life improvement to uh, the Kanai's Cube in terms of having some kind of notifier or icon or something to let you know, oh, hey, have I cubed this legendary yet? Well, um, S.M. Dagon put together a web tool that you can keep track of what you've cubed and have not cubed we'll include a link to that it's uh up on github so we'll include a link to it uh manor cookie has a guide to how to support monk because every four man group appears to be two barbs and two monks so i i guess if you want to you know climb the leaderboards you need to learn how to support monk right um We have been experiencing lag issues. Uh, Some of it was addressed with a hotfix, but uh, there's a YouTube video. Somebody recorded their puke doctor with the full Helltooth set and uh, demonstrating the lag that they were experiencing just based off of all the uh, procs and whatever the Helltooth does because I don't give a hell that ne- never mind uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> but they have been lagging the game i mean it's, I, i've been experiencing weird lag spikes in my games and it's inexplicable so i don't know uh eduardo ramirez did an amazing paper graph of Tyrael. this is more the tyriel from uh, you know our classic tyriel um and it was also more for heroes of the storm but still tyriel and Tyrael's a mm-hmm. diablo character and it's just absolutely amazing paperwork. I have no idea how people do this kind of stuff. It's... Uh... I
2: have some idea, but I don't think I have the skill that he does. I mean, I guess if I kept trying a lot, I'd get it. But, um... It's impressive. Yeah, this, this, this paper craft is huge, too. This isn't some little tiny thing. You yeah. know, this is a huge, like, statuesque kind of thing when you're done. And, um... It looks really good and he shows you like if you watch the video i was checking this out earlier he's got like little photos in there you know step by step of you know here's this part and then i added this and then i added that and you can kind of see it instead of having him explain it
1: Mm -hmm. um
2: it's amazing it's just he did such
0: a good job yeah just the amount of time and oh you
2: have to be very precise with this type of thing too i've only done a tiny itty bitty bit of paper craft and nothing into that scale at all but um you got to be really precise when you you know Uh, print the part when you cut the part out and then all the little tabs have to go the right way you've got to get the exact amount of glue and then have everything place with one piece to the next perfectly on that one try yep to get it to go so it's even more impressive when you know how hard that is to do
0: yeah yeah and um speaking of impressive things or maybe not so impressive but (laughs) the no i'm just kidding uh Four-man world number one, Greater Rift seventy-eight clear, um, just absolutely insane. Uh, it was soft core. There were some uh, some deaths <laughs> involved, a lot of procs, and <laughs> just insane. I just no, I I don't know. It made me cringe. <laughs> just like standing there and seeing health go from like full to almost nothing, full to almost nothing. you know mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So it's a video then that they can watch. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the entire yeah, run minute.
0: has been recorded. Very, very impressive stuff. Uh, over at Diablo Blitz Pro, uh, Lieutenant Lunatic, he, he's still doing his Transmog Tuesdays. I think he's uh, relegated it to every other week. Uh, this week he had a submission. Uh, I forget the name of the person, but uh, they themed this Transmog and called it Thanatos Barb. So, as you might imagine, it's a barbarian Transmog. Um, I'm not sure if Lieutenant Lunatic has a backlog of, you know, submissions, but all he wants is, uh, you know, you to take a nice high-quality photo of your transmog set and then include all of the, um, items in an email, you know, like what the items have been transmogged to, plus any dies, and, uh, I forget the email, but I think it's Lunatic at something like that. Um, I mean, you'll have a link. From our show notes right. to it. And I
2: think I think he's on Twitter, if I'm yeah. understanding correctly. So you can probably if you have some great transmog you want to show him, you can probably get a hold of him there and be like, How do I send this to you? I'm yeah, sure he'll exactly. you know.
0: mm-hmm. And we need more monk transmog. So
2: Well, off you go, Nevik. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Make one.
0: <laughs> Al Kaiser has a guide uh, that's uh, using six immortal uh, six pieces of the immortal kings set in two pieces of the waste. And I think he did a greater rift 69 clear solo so he's wow number one on the barbarian leaderboard and that kind of leads into maybe the leaderboards are going to be tainted for this season because uh while we're not going to go into the specifics there has been an exploit that's been found uh involving the hellfire amulet and being able to get um pretty much any passive ability that you want including ones from classes that you that are not your class oh, that doesn't
2: sound legal at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so yeah. this
0: has been discovered. Um, I mean, obviously Blizzard is, they're, they're trying to, uh, I mean, they're, they're keeping the forums kind of clear of this talk because they kind of don't want people getting all interested in finding out how to do it and therefore creating more work for them. But right, right. again, you know, you also kind of have to draw attention to it because if you don't, then maybe this, you know, it's something that we need to know about. And, uh, that's why well, I'm sharing you, you it. know,
2: you need to know because if somebody's, you know, stumbled upon this somehow and thought, oh, wow, this gear works really good or whatever that they're doing and are unaware that it's essentially a cheat, um... You know, they could get in trouble for that without even realizing it's what they've done. not you know? really
0: something that can accidentally be done. It's very intense. Really? Oh. So. Okay, then.
2: It sounded like... Okay, see, I haven't looked at this, because I tend to stay away from these things, but... Um,
0: I had it explained to me, and yeah, it is... Yeah, it's not. I, I, something I that assumed that it into. had
2: something to do with, like, using an amulet and something that you could accidentally just match up without intending. You know what I mean? Like, another piece of gear or something you might randomly be using, but if it's not an oops, then yeah, it if you're doing that, you need to watch out. Yeah. Because if Blizzard's aware, Blizzard's aware of it, then they're probably going to uh, try to prevent you from doing that in yeah, uh, whatever way they choose. So
0: Yeah, the sad part yeah. is it has... Um, I mean, it's... It's like what in Season 1 we had we had an exploit. In Season 2 we had another exploit. In Season 3 we had the Bloodshard exploit. Was it in Season 3? I think it was. I think it was. Or was it Season 2 that the Bloodshard exploit mm. was? But it, either way, it's like... Can we, I don't remember. Can we please just get a get a season without some kind of exploit popping up and potentially tainting the leaderboards and hopefully there will be, you know, hopefully this will get hotfixed and then the the, you know, the people who are exploiting this intentional uh bug get their accounts banned, hopefully. So well, we'll yeah,
2: well, I mean, you don't want, you know, if you're Blizzard, you definitely don't want somebody, you know, pull it a hack, teaching everybody else how to do it, and, and uh, having people who made you know, use of that to be at the top of leaderboards. You know, you want it to be run, uh, you know, you don't want it to be based on whether or not you did something that's not even allowed in the game. Right. You know, so I would I would assume Blizzard's going to do something to people that are choosing to use this.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I, I almost didn't want to bring it up, but it, you know, it's something that should be made aware of. And, I mean, it's the internet. Once something's out there, it's not like you can just retract it and say, no, no, never existed.
2: Right. So just if you come across it on the internet or something, it's probably not advisable to go
0: do. Yeah. No, no, no. And, uh, yeah, definitely not going to be sharing the, the details of how to do it. Right. But uh, right. Mm-hmm. it is something to be aware of. So um, if you see people disappearing from the leaderboards, good. <laughs> Okay, so, um... Jen, I think you added this Diablo fast drawing?
2: I did, yeah. It's, it's a, really it's just a fast drawing of Diablo done by t- Tamplier. Yeah, Tamplier
0: painter, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's really neat, and he just you know drew Diablo, and it's in uh, black and white, and you can just sit there and watch it, and it's one of those... I, I love watching these, especially if it's for Diablo stuff, you know? Yeah, he's um,
0: incredibly t- 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 talented. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> he's a very talented artist. Absolutely
2: yeah. amazing, and I mean this this one is of Diablo, so I mean you can't get more Diablo than Diablo, right? So, yeah, it's pretty darn cool, and it's uh, it's a relatively short video, so I mean you know check it out, be amazed, uh, have a happy day, and then I've got this other article I found, um, and it's on US Gamer. And, uh, the article is titled, In Their Own Words, An Oral History of Diablo II with David Brevik, Max Schaefer, and Eric Schaefer. It is a really long article. It's about five pages long. But it's sort of, um, the... I should have written down the the woman that wrote this article. But she must she'd interviewed them and then sort of put the pieces of what they'd said together, uh chronologically in terms of where they went from, okay, we've we've finished the original Diablo, what happened next? Yeah. And like how Diablo two came to be. And I've read through about half of it, I'm gonna finish it later. But it's fascinating to get that kind of inside view of, of how things were going and what they were thinking. And one of the things that I noticed was really interesting to me is since we're talking about, you know, like this this video that someone's doing with, you know, drawing Diablo really fast, at the time they were getting, you know, between Diablo one and Diablo two, uh, they were their art was like, you know, pencil paper kind of thing, you know, done by hand. Because people didn't have, you know, the technology to do what we have now, and people didn't have the training to do that kind of art, you know, because mm-hmm. it didn't quite, it, the software didn't exist and all that. But, um, so they're talking about, you know, the ideas that's, uh, I can't remember who it was, they're, the artists they were using, you know, sort of just sat down and drew these things, yeah. you know, as concepts, and, and it's just very different from how you might think. Like a, well, it's different from how a game today would work, but it's just kind of a neat insider view of like what these guys were thinking, what it was like uh, to be involved in that and so I thought I'd share that because I know we have a lot of people that enjoy Diablo 2 but even if you haven't played Diablo 2 I think it's still fascinating.
0: yeah and I think mm-hmm. most of our listeners like um, both I mean all three of them have gone on to be successful like uh, the Schaefer brothers they now run runic games and uh, although Torchlight 2 like they were originally going to do a Torchlight MMO I think mm-hmm. um, they scrapped that idea and I think they're going uh, what's their new game called? I think it's Gob or something like that uh, I forget what the title that game looks that game looks really cool and then David Breivik, um, he's over at, uh, oh my goodness what's the name of the company? Gazillion that's right, Gazillion Studios and he's uh, the lead on uh, the Marvel Heroes uh, Diablo oh, very kind cool. of game and Very cool. The 2015 update, uh, from what I've been told, is absolutely amazing. Um, 2016, they're, they're doing another update, and it's going to just improve the game even further. I've tried to get into it, but there's two... <laughs> we were talking on Teamspeak about this, and there's just there's so many currencies in that game. It's it's a lot to you know just dive into, and it's something like if you haven't really been into it, it's kind of hard to get into it. It's kind of got you know kind of got that steep learning curve sort of kind of like path of exile which i hate that game <laughs> <laughs> but uh the article was written by cat bailey there we are yeah. i
2: couldn't remember her name i should have wrote it down but yeah like i said i'm not my best today so <laughs> so there we are
0: but uh yeah i i think cyberwolf was saying that it was, was it cyberwolf? i think it was um that or no, no 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 i think it was bullvine was talking about it and he was also, you know, saying the same things it was like a really good article, so definitely go check it out and uh, I, w- I will do the same actually, so, because it's, al- it's always fun getting, you know, like the behind the scenes kind of stuff you know?
1: Yeah, of course
0: So that is pretty much everything that we got in terms of Diablo and uh, we-, we still got more shows, so see you later, Kurova
2: <laughs> Oh, if he doesn't want to hear yeah. Okay, well
0: what? What? But uh, let's let's talk about other games and entertainment that we've been up to. And I guess, Bridget, sure. you can start us off with this this thing that I I guess I've been moonlighting. In.
4: <laughs> yeah, you've been moonlighting down yep. in uh, Australia because uh, I added a IMD link, uh, IMDb, to this um, movie called Wormwood Road of the Dead. It's hilarious because it's got, you know it's a zombie flick. But it's got, like, this weird twist to it and kind of thing. But it's, like, the guy who's, like, the star of the show. He, like, has this angry look several times because of things that have to happen. And when he does that angry look, he looks just like you. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's Nevik. Oh, and it's on (laughs) Netflix. So So I've been having fun.
2: So you can probably watch it. Yeah. So, like, the reference here is when we're all on this call, Nevik's got this photo of himself making the angry face. And so it kind of matches up a bit, you know. There are similarities they really are.
4: It's, it's rated pretty hilarious. Three
0: stars on Netflix, so it's not terrible. At least, hmm, that's good.
4: No, it's it, it's not terrible, but it's pretty funny. It's an Australian flick, so it's kind of like a, you know, everybody's talking like that, and then you get the uh, Aborigine guy on there, and he, and he calls you, and he's like, like not you, but yeah, the guy who's playing you, <laughs> and the guy playing you is uh, his name is. Barry at the character, in it, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. the movie.
0: Yep. Barry, yeah, okay. yeah. So that just just add that to the long name of long list of nicknames that I have. So. There you go. <laughs> but I, I will not be changing <laughs> my Twitter to Nevic Barry. Nope. <laughs> no,
4: no, even a nickname. Right, <laughs> right. Barry mm-hmm. Nevic James. I don't know. Right. And then, uh, of course, next thing is just you know add uh, you and I have picked up last time. Fear of the Walking Dead. Mm, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I said what I typed, uh-huh. never, um, Medros would be very angry right. with me. Yeah,
2: that one's not uh, allowed for Dodd-Ford shows.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think we're allowed one swear word per show, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> to not, to not get know. explicit on, <laughs> on iTunes, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't want to talk about it last, last week because one, the show i I, my voice was given out but two i didn't have anybody (laughs) to talk to about it and um man stuff is going down now and uh and oh it is it's kind of funny like um this i think on labor day which was monday here in the states uh there was a catch up with fear the walking dead marathon i was like are you kidding me it's only two episodes there's not much to catch up on but okay (laughs) uh Short but order. yeah, it's it's getting good. Um although um I I'm I listened to this other podcast called uh uh Dead Fans Talking with uh, Mick Montgomery.
2: <laughs> what a great name. And uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he does he always does a great synopsis of every episode and uh yeah, and uh he was like, "And then they do what I like to call walking dead choices." <laughs> <laughs> you know like these these decisions that could only ever happen in the Walking Dead universe. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds yep. fun.
0: But uh oh man, I, I can't wait until the next episode on Sunday. And oh my goodness, although Brija, I know that you've given up on the NFL. Um tomorrow night tomorrow <laughs> night we have the official start of the season. I'm so excited. Cuz I it, you know this whole deflate gate thing it's like who cares I mean honestly I mean the NFL has been corrupt for years I mean we're we're talking decades (laughs) so as as long as there's a good product out on the field that's pretty much what I care about and you know there's always going to be off the field shenanigans I mean it's whenever you're talking about a billion dollar you know enterprise there's going to be stuff that happens and I mean we're even seeing this stuff happen in you know college you know yeah, it's, it's. I mean, not to the level in the NFL, but you know, there's just players who think that they're untouchable, and they they do stuff that's really stupid, and that's always going to happen. I mean, it's always going to happen. So, I I can't give up on the NFL because it's it's the greatest sport ever, ever, I swear. <laughs> so, um, I did good. catch a movie. I actually did watch a movie. Um, I watched this movie called Infinity, and it's on Netflix it's a sci-fi horror movie and uh the whole premise is um there's this mining facility that's like on the on the outskirts of i wouldn't say the universe but at least the galaxy it's like the furthest outpost from earth and all of Mm -hmm. a sudden something happens on this outpost and you know stuff gets you know the esco hits the fan and then there's this like, back on Earth, they have these groups uh, that are kind of like cleanup crews, or, you know, they're essentially mercenaries. Uh, because poverty is just, you know, they don't really explore what's going on in Earth, but it's alluded to alluded to that, um, you know, people do things because they need money, so they'll, they'll do these super dangerous missions and get paid, you know, for it. So they're essentially mercenaries, right? So stuff happens, this group goes over, and like, it's it kind of reminds me of Event Horizon, where everybody goes mad when they when they jump through a different dimension and like they essentially go to hell. And, you know, it kinda, it's something not quite the same, but I, I don't want to spoil it because it's really cool and it's also really trippy. But uh, yeah, go check it out. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Although I didn't like the ending. The ending was kind of meh, but uh, I still liked I still liked the movie. So go check it out. And Jen, you've been playing that That
2: card game you hate, yeah Yeah. Um, (laughs) Which may someday become the card game I hate as well, I don't know (laughs) I'm kind of in between Um, But I've been uh, Reading a lot of articles, and I've even Written a little bit about this Um where people are saying that it 's gone uh, pay to win essentially, you know, and especially with the new expansion with the new tournament cards that are out i 've been reading a lot of uh, people on social media and articles that people have written and blog posts people have written indicating that if you don 't have those cards uh, you 're going to have a hard time you know making any progress in the game at this point. And I kind of wondered, what would this be like for someone who's brand new? You know, somebody who just picked up Hearthstone today. So what I did is I decided to try playing a very basic deck and see what happens. And I looked up um, Icy Veins. His website has a lot of Hearthstone decks and information and stuff on that and I picked out a warlock deck that you could make with just the basic cards. Mm-hmm. You know, the cards you start with, and then the cards that you get as you level up a little bit as a warlock deck. Started using that just to see what would happen. Side note, I, I have only... as well. But... Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, I don't normally play one, so I thought this would be a good example, you know, to see if you were a new player. You know what I mean? Except for my wife's warlock. My wife's
0: warlock is okay.
2: There you go. I'll see, <laughs> but anyway, um, so I, p- I put together this deck with basic cards, and um, you know, started playing. And I've done about I don't know six or seven, maybe eight games now. And what I'm noticing is, it's it's a decent deck if you're in the regular play. It does pretty well. I win about half the time, which is better than I was doing before trying to make a deck with the warlock, uh, or, you know, the warlock deck with all the cards. Um, but if you go into ranked play, it's like everybody else just tears through it so far, you know, Now it's a basic deck, so maybe that's why, but the thing I'm noticing is that if somebody I'm playing against has one or more of the tournament cards in there, those things are so buffed that a basic player cannot compete with them
0: Oh, that's... is what I'm
2: seeing, you know, and now I'm going to play some more and gather some more data, but that's what I'm seeing just from the Warlock deck. Now, if I had picked a different deck and picked a basic, you know, de- uh, set of cards to use for it, maybe things would come out differently. But that's what I'm seeing so far, um, because I have a tendency to go, well, okay, I'm hearing all of this. Let's see, let's see what I can find out by trying that. Right, right. And so I'm trying that. And honestly, I've been playing Hearthstone since the beta, but realistically, functionally, I'm a very new player because I'm very casual and I don't do well. And I tend to play when I'm on a lot of antihistamine. Um, because I like the artwork and all the little explosions and stuff, Mm you (laughs) know. And I don't want to play my hardcore D3 while I'm on a bunch of stuff, so, you know, Hearthstone it is. But um, what I'm seeing from the little bit amount of games that I've played with this basic deck is that you can do okay, just okay, in regular play, but if you're trying to do ranked play, just to get the card back, just to get to 20 and not even farther, it's not really useful for that, and the main thing that's doing it is the higher-powered cards.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, because usually, like, if you're playing... Uh, I've noticed if you're playing ranked, you're going to be up against players who have a lot of these, like, super special cards, you know, or they've got a combination that works really well, they're using that. Because th- they're probably a person that gets really high up the rank in a season, and you just happen to be paired with them. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. they're starting over this mm-hmm. season. but um, And that's in, you know that's inevitable, but I've noticed in in both ranked play and in regular play. If somebody's got some of these tournament cards that like buff up other cards, you know, you've got, you know, on turn three, you've got, you're facing an opponent who's got a card that's got 11 uh, health points to it that you can't kill with basic cards. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm noticing. I think that this concept that you really do need to spend money, if you're brand new at, at Hearthstone, I think you really do need to spend money in order to be effective. And if, you're, if your goal was, you know, hey, I'm going to, you know, I want to play this game and get really high up in the ranks and do all that, um, it's going to involve money.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I would change my tune if, if they were to make one, two, one of two changes. To how they uh, because they, they have a quest system kind of like in Heroes of the Storm, you now they they decide to do something very similar. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. difference is in Heroes of the Storm, you can do quests in you know cooperative versus AI games, you know, or even just mm-hmm. purely AI games. Mm-hmm. In Hearthstone, right. you can only do quests against real people. Right. And
2: yes, you can't play the innkeeper and get your quest done for the most part.
0: Yeah. So if they mm-hmm. were to either allow you to play against maybe not the basic um uh innkeeper decks but the you know the elite ones and mm-hmm. it, it, if you could do that mm-hmm. i I might change my tune because then you can earn gold slowly and then you can buy buy packs of cards with your gold or you know the better choices to go into the um the uh, blah 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 the um what the solo play stuff the no not, not the like... solo play but the um, okay where you build a deck um
2: Okay, uh, where you turn your cards into dust and then you craft a card from this well, that thing.
0: Well, the, there's part, the, but um, Braisha, do you remember what it's called? Because I honestly don't remember what it's called. But um, like, the goal is um, you, you can win. Uh, like, you have. Oh, arena. Yeah, yes, yes, the, the arena. arena? That, that's okay. what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because um, e- even if you lose three straight games, it's usually a better investment of your gold to do that than to buy a pack of cards. But if you can buy the new cards with gold. Mhm. Which I think you can, then
2: I don't know. I know I know that when the new expansion was coming out they were they had like a deal going it cost like fifty dollars to get a whole bunch of packs of the new tournament set. Mm-hmm. If you like pre ordered it and all that, and of course you couldn't open them until the thing was, you know, ready to go. But what that did effectively is you had a bunch of people that had all these great cards right from the start.
0: Yeah. But I mean it's it's a card game so I mean if you're not willing to invest money into it I mean obviously you you're going to you're you're going you're, you're gonna to have to trudge through it <laughs> So.
2: Well, I think that's true to some degree. I think if you want to be the best there ever was on the leaderboard, and you want to get all of your uh, classes up to the gold mm-hmm. portrait, winning 500 games with that deck and all that, you probably do need to invest some money. But I also think that a brand new player should be able to come in and not be completely frustrated beyond belief instantaneously.
0: Yeah, and th-
2: just because they don't have the cards and they right. don't have a means to get them at this point, other than spending money. Yeah, the, you know, there's some cards that unlock with the. Um, the solo play stuff, the Naxxramas stuff, and the, uh, what's the other one, Blackrock, and you know, that thing. Mm-hmm. You can get some cool cards through that if you play, but you have to pay to unlock those. You can unlock them with gold. Yeah. I mean, you can do that.
1: It's just a but lot of gold it to.
2: is, and it'll take time, and you won't get them instantaneously. It'll take
0: time. That's kind of what I'm doing, just to see how it goes. But um, Again, which brings us back to the know, quest system, which if they were allowed right. you to play against the Innkeeper, or at the very least, you know, when, when you get the quests that are like win two games with a certain deck, why not mm-hmm. change that to, you know, deal, you know, if if it's win two games, you know, deal 60 damage as a rogue, you know? To, to an op- opposing player that that way you can complete it over you know a couple games if you go right. on a losing streak at least at least then you feel like you're making progress right
2: see that that is a big difference I think between um, the dailies in Heroes and the dailies in Hearthstone is that in Heroes you know it's like play three games as a support player okay so you get a you get a hero that does that you go play three games doesn't matter if you win or lose yep. those games are still counting on your daily but if you're in Hearthstone it's yep. win. A number of games with a certain kind of deck yeah. so you could play all day but if you don't win that certain number of games you can't complete that quest Yep. it'll carry over to the next day or whatever
0: so yeah that that that's my whole hang up if they were to make one of those changes I, I would probably change my tune and you know dive in you know as a casual you know casually because I could play it on on my tablet now, right while you can you can play it on rooms. phones and yeah play and on my phone that, you know yeah,
2: so, yeah. So
0: exactly. yeah. I, I, if you know, if anybody, you know, Ben Brode, you know, come on, please make that change. You know, you're... <laughs> then I'll change my well, tune and then I'll be like, oh, Hearthstone, how I love thee. You know, or.
2: Yeah, well, I think if they want to uh-huh. continually get additional players that are brand new to come into the game, which I think you want with every game, mm-hmm. you know, you want a steady stream of new players coming in all the time, they're going to have to make it so that new players are going to want to be there long enough to say, I like this game, I want to put some money in
0: it. Yeah. But I'm at a point where it's like, Diablo's my main jam, and then mm-hmm, Hero, Heroes is my second in terms of Blizzard games. I, uh, You know, when Legion comes out for World of Warcraft, I'll probably take, you know, a vacation, you know, t- to Legion. And um, mm, yeah, a But lot then of Overwatch is coming too, <laughs> so it's like,
4: there's too right. many games. And then There's the- too many games, Starcraft, I can't keep up anymore.
0: Starcraft, Hearthstone, you know, Overwatch, is just... <laughs>
4: And then plus, the new game. Plus,
0: you know, I have Destiny that, that right. eventually I do want to play. Right. And mm-hmm. um, damn you, Destiny, for making the Warlock have the the lightning attack from, you know, Star Wars. Because that's awesome. I,
2: oh, Lightning's fun.
0: So yeah. it's like, oh, now I'm going to level up a Warlock and, in Destiny. And I can do it right now if I want to and get to level 34 and not have to worry about that stupid light system that they used to have. Which is still sort of in there. It's kind of more like an eye-level system. Uh, akin to World of Warcraft. Oh my goodness, wow, this other games and entertainment section really has, we've really gone into the deep end with it. Yeah,
2: well I didn't really mean to get that in detail, but I didn't have a better way to explain what I'm doing in Hearthstone right now, or why, you know. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I mean, I'll continue to use the deck and see what happens. I know that Icy Veins has, uh, in addition to just here's your basic deck to start with, they have some suggestions for cards that um, you can swap in and out to make it Better or more efficient,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and but there, I just wanted there is to that see, that like you know, system
0: as well. yeah.
2: right. I mean, you could do that as well, but I wanted to see, like, okay, you know, what happens if you are a brand new player? Mm-hmm. And this was the best, best way I could approximate it was by picking a deck that I hadn't really played very much, but had unlocked just enough stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, it's
0: it's a yeah. huge hill to climb, I think, and it's really intimidating. Uh-huh. So, I mean, yeah. Well, we'll see, we'll see how they go, because I, I know with, like, Magic the Gathering, what they do mm-hmm. is, um, I, th- I think they do it on a yearly basis now. Like, in tournament play, what they do is every year they come out with a new standard edition of cards. That way, you can jump in every year and not feel like you have to have invested, you know, hundreds of dollars in previous years' cards. Because what they do is they, they'll throw out every other card. They, those are no longer tournament legal and mm-hmm. they'll they'll start with a new deck and then they'll come out with like I think it's two or three expansions during the year and then they you know they they repeat the process every year you know that way you can jump in you know at the beginning of the year and not feel like you know you're you have this you know Mount Everest to climb before you can start enjoying the game so
2: right well, I'm glad they're doing that because back in the day when Magic first came out, oh they didn't do that. I you know, spent, they didn't I do that.
0: hundreds mm-hmm. of dollars on that game. I'm so glad I stopped playing Magic because...
2: And I had friends that
0: had boxes
2: full of <laughs> cards because it was the only way to be competitive, you know? So I, And I mean, it was just, I'm glad yep. they have a means now for new people to come in because otherwise you could be theoretically facing a player that started getting all their cards in the 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. like 25 I mean, years you know? of cards. Right, you know, and I'm sure there's people that got in it back then when it came out because they were in college and they had disposable income to some degree, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, that still have all their cards and that still fit into the game. You know, they can't do tournament with them, as you were saying, which is, I think that's a good choice. But um, imagine as a new player coming in to play against someone that's had cards since the 90s, you know, all the stuff that you can't get anymore. Yep. And I see Hearthstone going that way.
0: Yeah, that Yeah, I I hope it's something that that's on their radar and that they think about going forward because it is really intimidating. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Maybe Mm -hmm. that'll be maybe that'll be the big announcement at BlizzCon because I certainly don't think that I. uh, Part of me, I I I still I still have this shred of hope that we're going to get an expansion announcement for Diablo at BlizzCon, but I'm like I I don't want to get my hopes up because they were already crushed at Gamescom.
2: yeah i i don't i don't see it i yeah, don't see
0: I, it. I don't see it either with patch 2.3 and they're talking about 2.4 already it's like uh yeah so and, and then there's other things that make me think that we're not gonna see an expansion announcement so maybe that'll be the big announcement at blizzcon other than overwatch beta everybody here gets in right right away so mm-hmm. yeah and oh my goodness, I can't wait to play Zenyatta. I really can't wait. Come on, Blizzard, where's that beta? Mm-hmm. You said that it was closer than than we, than we all thought, and that was at last year's BlizzCon, and now we're almost at this year's BlizzCon. <laughs> Still right not here. So. but this is Blizzard. Right. I mean, crashes the beta instantly. Everyone there, complaining. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be, be ready
1: 2020. Ready, ready,
0: ready, just always. just like our show, going longer than we always expect it to. Yep. So. Ha. <laughs> So, before my voice does give out, because I, you know, I, 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 I'm, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I'm recovering, I guess? Because I've been talking, I, I've been on TeamSpeak a lot, so, yeah. Yeah, ah, I, Okay. I, I, I want to be on Mumble, but everybody's on TeamSpeak right now, so it's like, yeah. But, um, um do, do you know where we're not abandoning Mumble? Because, um... Maybe we'll do we'll do uh um what what is it called um, uh like kind of like a look back on something um what what do they call those whenever they do it in, in a magazine or online retrospective, um, sometimes yeah I I mean it's th- there th- there's go. another name for it um wait you know what uh flux flux kind of n- nicknamed, or er, titled his last podcast uh do, 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 do. oh what is it no that's not it no nope, nope, nope. <laughs> post-mortem there we oh, go oh okay yeah that that's Both. the term that i was looking for May, maybe we can do a patch 2.3 in season four post-mortem you know maybe halfway into the season okay approximately sure. right yeah, right around yeah. blizzcon ish okay. time May, maybe we'll do a post-mortem and you know get people on mumble and release that as a special episode yeah
2: so. that'd be fun
0: mm-hmm oh my goodness my voice is giving out so you have been listening to episode <laughs> 96 of, no i'm just kidding of the shattered soul your diablo community podcast if you have missed an episode you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives over at shattered com. If you want to join us in-game, join our in-game community, aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post up short misses up on the community board and join the chat channel to talk with other folks from the community in-game, and that's, you know, assuming that you're already in a clan and you don't want to leave your clan, you can still chat with us. So this show is powered by you, the listener, so send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulstone.com we love twitter come join and tweet with us you can find the show twitter at Shatteredstone. stone i'm at nevic james jen is at queen of haiku brazia is at the underscore brazia and our fourth musketeer who sadly did not make it to our show is at lantonio we would like to extend a huge thank you to Papa Kangaroo, aka Majors of Dawnforge Productions, for hosting our Loot Event show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com. You know what, Bracia? I just realized with me moonlighting in that show, and it's a, and it's an Australian movie. It really fits into the whole theme of you know, like the proverbial Dawnforge pouch and the coaches. Oh, hey, and...
2: yeah, that's it. That explains everything.
4: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, See, I it, knew it. All,
0: it all makes sense. You yes. are Australian. <laughs> oh wait, I did get some texts. Who are these from? Oh, it is from. Oh man. Oh, okay. No, Lantieri did send me a text and said that he's that he's not going to be able to make it. So. Okay. Oh. And that was almost forty minutes ago. I didn't feel my phone vibrate. What the heck? Fail. So, anyways, Whoa. um, thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soul Stone, we are going to be chasing. Sparkle, super sparkles. Wait, what? What sparkles? What is that mob in in Um, Whimsyshire? um Crap,
1: I forget. I guess that's what I was thinking. Think sparkle, sparkle pony Bunny. or
2: something like that. But sparkle pony S- is something Sp- from Wow and not really named that way. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. something else.
0: We're we're gonna be spinning the sparkle pasties. There we oh, go. Oh
2: no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs>
4: Hey, come over to the puke side, we have bacon. This podcast is copyright 2015 Dawn Forge Productions. Thank you for listening. Check us out at thedawnforge.com.